Hi, I'm Lee Gerstman, and I'm no longer banned from this podcast. I use my hand on Ralph and my mouth on Ian, and that's why I'm back. So deal with it, bitches. Here they are. Dr. Fuck and Wadzilla. I still think they're fucking assholes. Hey, schmack em a gob, it's me, Ralph, also known as Vieira, with... Oh, yeah! Yeah, I told Alcoholic and Wadley. Hi, Ian. Hello, Brother Ralph. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing good, but please don't answer me, because I don't give a fuck how you're doing. Oh, uh, okay. All right. <laughs> so what's, what's up, man? Oh, man, I feel really good. You know why? Because I just realized while I'm talking, I'm talking on the greatest fucking podcast ever. Oh, well, that's a fact. That's just science. So yeah. uh, rest assured. Yeah. Rest assured. Like, you know, I know people out there that do podcasts that really suck. And it's funny when people that do podcasts that really suck tell us, oh, you know, that sucks about your podcast. You know what I'm talking about, Ian? What we were talking about earlier? Yes, sir. Yeah, that guy doesn't know how to do a podcast, and he's telling you about our podcast. Excuse me, but uh, we don't need your fucking input. You know what? What you're trying to teach us how to suck like you? <laughs> hey, any iTunes reviews? No, I, I wish there was. It's time to get straight into fucking news. But well, I should say yeah. before that, I want to thank everybody because uh, our previous episode uh our neil peart uh rush discography episode the fastest growing episode we've ever had in the history of the show and you know it's, it sucks it, it took such a a sad event you know to get people to tune in that quick but i'm glad they listened i hope they found something uh in the show that they love i hope they enjoyed the episode and i just want to thank all the listeners a lot of people shared the shit out of this episode and uh, I hope I hope some new listeners come back and enjoy the show. Awesome, dude. Awesome. I'm glad. And thanks, everybody that listened, except for that one guy trying to lecture us how to do a show. <laughs> Fuck but, you, uh, podcast. But now it's time for the news, and uh, we might as well get the big stories uh, out the gate first. And uh, this is one, you know, there's a lot of stuff we want to talk about last week, but of course we want to dedicate it all to the great Neil Peart. But, uh, holy shit, David Lee Roth is opening up for a D-list band. I don't know if you've heard about this. No, I don't. Who's he yeah. opening up for now? Uh, Scab Kiss. Oh, no, and, I knew that. And, yeah, like I said, a D-list band. And yeah, D not, stands for douche. And, and, and not only that, but, uh, he's done the first couple shows of his new Las Vegas residency, and, uh... Oh boy, that first show didn't go over too well on the old internet. <laughs> it was fucking terrible. Yeah, I, I gotta you know? admit, uh, the, the day after it, uh, I'm on my way to work and I watched a couple of, uh, you know, clips. They, they had like every song up, uh, and I went to a couple, and the ones I went to weren't too bad. I was like, all right, you know, I, I was like. Here's Dave's, you know, don't sound bad. Sounds good. Band's good. Dave don't sound too bad. And uh, then I realized, <laughs> luck of the draw, I picked what had to be the only good songs. 
uh, because soon everybody else was posting all this other shit that sounded absolutely atrocious. And, uh, you know, I keep shit in perspective. This is shit somebody's recorded on their piece of shit Apple iPhone. Uh, not a real phone, like an Android phone. But, uh... Yeah! You know, fuck yeah, Ian! Yeah, I Me fucking hate are. Apple. Yeah, I, 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 I was with somebody the other day. He goes... I forgot what I said. He goes, yeah, well, get an Apple phone. I go, Apple's a devil. And he's like, hey, man, uh, that's like your opinion, but you're wrong. Yeah. You tell him, Ian. Yeah, fuck Apple. I bet he has a shitty podcast, too. Probably does. but Because uh, there's so many shitty ones and so few good ones. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I got it. I am the world's biggest Dave Nutswinger, Dave I'm Defender. A I'm a bigger fan than you. I'm just not a sheep like you. Okay. But I'm a bigger fan. Because I, I was there, dude. Dude, you, you, cannot, you cannot be a, a Dave fan to the of 100th degree unless you saw it with your own naked steaming eyes in the 80s, baby. I know. You just saw heard the fucking legacy. And I said this before and I'll say it again. You, you can fucking praise Dave Lee Roth all you want. But you know what? You still have no idea what it was like to see that shit live because I can't even express it in words. He was the best, hands down. Nobody better. The greatest frontman ever. Period. And the greatest mouth ever. He was hilarious. He's not funny no more. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. Uh... All right, uh, do you mind if I stand on your soapbox now and get up there? Uh, I'll fight now, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I just say it, man. I mean, that is, he is my be-all, end-all. That That is that is the dude. But, I, hey, man, I'll admit, I think your filthy little mouse sucks. I, I, I think a lot of his solo shit sucks. Oh, for the most part. There's some it, good things on Oh, oh no, there, there, there's some Burn, great stuff. Burn, bro. Oh, yeah, no, but, you know, there's also some important Cheat Heart Cafe. Get the fuck out of here. Yikes. Yeah, you know, I'll admit, though, unlike, this is what separates me from Sheet. I will admit when Dave sucks and when Dave fucks up. And, yeah, uh, you, you know, that, that that last fucking, you know, his his original uh, Las Vegas residency in the mid-90s was by all means a clusterfuck. I got to, yeah, Bill Wang was there to witness it firsthand. Uh, what a clusterfuck it was. But I had hopes for yeah, this one. You get a little cheapish, and, I, and I'll get, give you an example. Uh, last week, I put up a picture of myself saying, I said the Daily Raw thing was going to suck before it ever happened. And you being like this idiot that thinks that it would offend me by bashing Ozzy. I mean, have you seen me talk about Ozzy lately? No, you know, what, what, I, what, what I thought was funny, though, is... Uh, that that you said like you're the only one who predicted it was gonna suck when most people predicted it was gonna suck. I mean, I didn't see anybody say that but me. Oh, dude. I, well, well, I I'm, didn't see maybe, it. I'm sorry. I didn't. Well, see well, it. maybe maybe not on her page, but but overall throughout the internet, most people are bashing it, saying it's gonna be fucking horrible. A lot of people judging by. You know, some bad times they seen Dave through the last red. So it's 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 not like. It's not like the odds were in his favor. The yeah, odds were but, against him from honestly, the get Honestly, when it comes to social media, it's like all I do is go on our, our podcast page. Oh, I really yeah. don't. I don't even venture on the wall. 
Like, oh, I don't I, comment I on none of your shit, on yeah, nobody's shit, because I'm never on nobody's wall. All I do is talk in the podcast page, because our podcast page rules. Even yeah. though we have so many pickle whistlers there, especially those two that I tell you about in private. <laughs> yeah, they're listening now. There's two people, and, and I'll never say it. It'd be like wondering what Kiss looks like in the 70s without makeup. You're going to wonder who the fuck it is. But there's two people on our page. Oh, I'm itching to ban you fucks. I'm itching. So, uh, come here. Come here. Poke the bear, you bitch. Because, boy, it would be so much better if those two wouldn't be there anymore. But, uh, you know, by you using Ozzy an example to me, I mean, I am not a big fan of Ozzy now. Uh, on the contrary, you know? Like, for me to say Dave sucks offends you. By you saying Ozzy sucks, I'm like... Yeah, well, well no, I, no, I'm sitting here agreeing with you because I saw the same clips like I told you. I, I saw a couple of clips, but I looked at different songs and the ones everybody was using for examples, and I thought he wasn't that bad. So I was like, oh, okay. And then I saw these clips saying he sucks. I'm like, what? And then I checked out those clips, and I was like, oh, you goddamn right. I mean, they were, they were horrible. They were, as a Dave fan, I was embarrassed. I was like, oh, Lord. These, these you know, there's no way I can defend it without being... You know, like like somebody who defends Kiss, you know. I admit, dude, they were bad. They were bad, and I, you know, they were so bad that I didn't. Yeah, even I wasn't. I wasn't surprised because I knew. Right. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I, I know. knew beforehand it You're was gonna a suck. But uh, just like I know every Ozzy album was gonna suck after fucking No More Tears, and I was right. Uh, yeah. But uh, I like Scream. But, yeah, yeah, I agree yeah. with the, but uh, that everything. sucks too, you know. I, I'm, yeah, I'm I telling know, you now. I, like, I, I know, I know, but I like that one. I, I know, uh, but uh, so I, I mean, it, I thought it sucked so bad that I didn't even bother checking out the videos from the second show, which you and a couple other people I saw commented that he sounded better on the second show than the first show. I showed you uh, I'm not biased, dude. And uh, and but I'm just like, eh. but I. Here's the truth be told. Truth be told, I don't get like even after I saw the first show. If he came to New Orleans, oh, I'd be there. I'd be there, and I wouldn't care. And if he fucked up, I wouldn't care. <laughs> you know, I I, I would I would still go, I would still go see it. I mean, maybe not if he was open up for piss, but uh, I would still go see it. I was I, I even said, dude, for free, I'll go see him now that he's open for piss. But I'm kind of like, I don't think I will, unless. Unless all these future clips I see are like the second night. I mean, I didn't watch right. it all. I saw three songs, and the motherfucker toned it down. He toned it down. And, and not only the singing, but oh my God, the stupid talk. That's not Dave to me, man. It wasn't witty. He goes into these fucking weird, like, rants, and it's just stupid. It's well, like... There's always been things that, that Dave's done that, that even I can't defend. Like, you know, one thing, you know... Uh, Eddie Trunk, who is a huge David Lee Roth hater, I don't care what he says, he's a yeah, David Lee Roth hater. He's a douche. Uh, he's a douche. You know, you know, oh, he, twenty minute drum solos. What a liar! You know, he 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 bitched about you know on the '84 tour where Dave did the things with the swords. Yeah, yeah I, for, I, for I fifteen I, minutes. Yeah, I I agree. I I, no, I think that it stupid. wasn't fifteen minutes. It was it clocked in about a minute. Right, <laughs> That's right. It. But I'll, I'll say this: the, the, you know, the last time I saw Van Halen. You know, you know, Dave did this shtick where they're showing a video of him with his dog, and I'm like, "Stop this shit!" You know, play yeah. a fucking song. You know, it's like, 
Dave does some shit that's wrong. I admit my God now, is fallible. Now, though, now, but not in the day he was perfect. Right, right, but what I'm saying, though, I admit that Dave Dave is not perfect. I mean, to me, he's the perfect front man and all this, but he does, he's he put fun. out some shitty songs. He's, he's put out, there's, there's times he can't sing, and I think there's times he can sing. And what really pisses me off about Dave is I think a lot of this stuff is in his control to fix, you know. Stop well, with the worst. Stop, and, stop and with a lot it. of the dancing. Stop with the over singing. Uh, you know, stop with some of the comedy. There's stuff he can fix, you know, to correct this problem. And and I fully admit that. But he's still God to me. He's still what Elvis is to a lot of people. That's what he is to me. You know. Uh, the, you know. No, I, I, I I I just can't hang with Dave anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I, I live and, I live vicariously through the old Dave. And and, and I, I get that. That's fine. But I'll admit, like, when I saw those videos and he sounded like, shit, yeah, there's there's no way I can sit here and honestly try to defend it. Do I still love the guy? Yeah. Would I still rather see him than fucking Sammy and hear those horrible songs? You're goddamn right. But yeah. When know, he, I'd rather see The Cure than Sammy. Come on. There you go. Sammy's a bad example. Look, here's the deal. I don't give a... Look, I'm also... Look, it's happening now, so I'm talking out. But, dude, when the shit's over, I'm not going to talk. I'm going to praise Dave, the Dave I know, the Dave I love. I, You know, most people are just so fixated. Like, if you bring up anybody, oh, man, uh, high and dry is awesome. And then somebody has to go, yeah, but they sucked after Pyromania. Can, can we just focus on the good shit? Yeah, and, and, and nobody's <coughs> the same as they used to be. Like, uh... You, uh, no, you, no, that's you, not true. There's, well, there's well, some uh, exceptions. Well, we, well, I understand. Like Robin Zander, you know, there's there's some voice. But Glenn what I'm Hughes. saying, like, like, like here, here's an example. Like, uh, you you raved and raved about the new Who album. Yeah. So I, so I went and listened to it. I love the Who. It's okay, but okay. it ain't it ain't no fucking Who's next. It, it's you know, better, it, it's no Who's next, but it's better than Who Are You, according to me. I think it's the best album they've done right, right. since Who by Numbers. Right. You know, I, I, I get what you're saying. No, I think it's good. I think it's good, but it's nowhere near the Who that I know and love. I mean, I'm just being honest, you know. Yeah, that's your opinion, and I'm I, cool with it. I personally think it's a fucking 10. I mean, taking out that last track is really bad. I mean, that blast. And the bonus tracks, oh. But, um, but... You know, everything else, I think it's a perfect 10, especially for an album, for a band that long in the tooth. Well, oh, my God, that movie, that album to me is fucking amazing. It's I, amazing. I, I, I think it's good. I think it's good. Don't get me. I'm, you know, I don't hate it. I think it's good. I just don't think it's epic. You know, I don't think it's great, I think, but I think yeah. it's good. Well, that's cool. That's your opinion. I think it's epic. I think it's just phenomenal. Well, there you go. But I think the, the even bigger disgrace than uh, Dave's performance in Las Vegas is uh, the fact that he lowered himself to open up uh, for Kiss on the fourth run of this fucking farewell tour. I find yeah. that despicable and sad, especially yeah. when, uh, you know, the, the band is fronted by, uh, you know, a guy who wanted him thrown out of the fucking band, uh, you know, Gene Simmons. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I, I, I just, I, you know, I think it's sad, you know. And what I'm really scared about now is, you know, we just did this amazing, uh, according to other people, I still haven't listened to it yet. And every time we do an episode, I always think like, oh, fuck, we should have brought this up. We should have 
brought that up. But a lot of people, you know, really love this new Rush episode. And I, I just, I, I really hope that we're not doing one on Eddie Van Halen soon. Uh, you know, I hope yeah. these, I hope these uh, little comments here and there are, are a little exaggerated. I hope, I hope Eddie gets Daddy better. Daddy doesn't know jack shit. But uh, when it comes to Eddie, he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but but man, Dave opened up for Kiss, especially at at this point. Uh. Oh, as a Dave fan, that that does. I'm like, ah, come on, you're better than that, you know. But uh, but you know, when people see the video from the first, uh, you know, Vegas show, they're like, uh, no, he's not, <laughs> you know. And 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 how can I argue? I mean, some of those songs were just so so bad. And I gotta say, I was really disappointed with the set list. I was really disappointed with the set list that he picked. Right. But but I will say this, it, you know, it's Vegas. Anytime you see any band in a casino, you're going to get fucked. I don't care who it is, you're going to get fucked because the whole thing is to keep the show short, to get your dumb ass back there, you know, back on the slot machines, back on the poker table, losing your money. There are always going to be short shows. Uh, you know, there's all this talk about, you know, the 26 songs that he had ready for this tour, and I think he played, like, about half of that. The shows are about an hour and a half. It's all about get the people in, then get them out losing their fucking money. You know? And, uh, yeah, casino shows suck. They suck hard. Uh, yeah, if, if yeah, you're right. You know? Well, I mean, like, what we saw was a little bit different. Like, you know, when we saw Priest, it's like, it's the Hard Rock Casino but it's, well, that's it's, different. Yeah, it's a little bit... Yeah, it's different, but... I mean, uh, you know, living in New Orleans, I've seen a lot of shows. Like, now we have a theater here at the at the Harris where you stayed at. They have a, a concert venue there now. Oh, cool. Uh, that I haven't been to, but a lot of really cool bands have played there. But, you know, I, I used to go to uh, Biloxi, Mississippi a lot, you know, uh, to see shows. Uh, you know, shows are always abbreviated... And, you know, at this point, God damn it, I want deep cuts. I want all this shit. But mostly, Dave, just sing the fucking song. Sing it like it is on the fucking album. Uh, you know, stop stop with the shtick. I mean, I don't mind a little bit of shtick. I know there's always been a little bit of Henny Youngman in everything that he does. But, you know, just, just sing the songs. Don't over-sing them. Know, know your register. Know what you can do. Know what you can't do. And, and, and go with it. But... You know, I, I think right now, like, nobody can tell Dave anything. Dave doesn't give a fuck because Dave's got enough money to last 10 lifetimes. Always has. Always has. You know, people laughed when he was like an EMT, like, oh, he's broke. No, he wasn't broke. He, he's just crazy as Dave. That motherfucker was born with money, and he's going to die with money. And, the, and those fucking Van Halen reunion tours made more money than any fucking Van Halen tour with fucking Sammy Hagar. And that's proof. You know, and that's a fact. So, you know, don't cry for me, Argentina. Dave's got money. Dave's just doing what Dave wants to do. And that well, I respect. They, yeah, they, Dave is a guy that just uh, is addicted to the spotlight. And he's never going to stop. No yeah, matter how yeah. shitty he is, he'll still go out there and yeah. have a fool. And Dave is never going to grow old gracefully, you know. And, and this shit oh. is proof, you know. But uh, he has grown old. I yeah, mean, as oh, far yeah, as yeah. mentally, not even, you know, yeah, he looks terrible, but I don't care about looks. 
that's never been an issue. Because if he sounded like he did in the 80s, I don't give a fuck how he looks now. But it seems like a lot of people do. Because, you know, a lot of people jack off to old Dave. You know, and jack off to Vince Neil and Jack... Yeah, you know what, man? It, I just find it so fucking ironic how these people that aren't really poster boys ever in their life making fun of other people that don't look good anymore. I don't get it, dude. I, I never really make fun of people's looks. It's just so stupid to me, especially if you're fucking ugly. You know, it's like... Well, I, 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 mean, I, mean, I mean, sometimes it's funny, but that's more girl shit to do because... Girls should be the ones who listen to fucking shit for looks, not guys. Yeah. What should what should guys care about? You know, uh, you know, guys should care about the music. You know, and I, and uh, you know, I, I I hate to slam women like that, but you know, there there is a lot of percentage no, it, of chicks. It's, it's the truth. You know, a lot a lot not of chicks all, care more about. Not, fun, not you know? all, but most. Yeah. Chicks, if if uh, Bon Jovi, yeah, if John Bon Jovi looked like Mick Mars. Uh, chicks wouldn't be so crazy about those fucking half-ass yeah. pop songs. If, if, you know? if they hired Vince Neil in 1981 as he looks now, Molly Crew would have never made it. Right. Fact. Right. It's a fucking right. fact. Right, because the music wasn't there, but the looks were there. You know, even like my my ex always said, she refused to admit that there was four members of Motley Crew. She was well, like, oh, I mean, there's only three. Look at look at all these bands we love, except Motorhead. You know, oh, I yeah. mean, come on. I mean, if Dave, if Molly Crew and Bon Jovi look like those bands, yeah, they'd sell less than accepting and and Motorhead oh. as they did. Oh know? yeah, yeah. Pe- people would take their music at face value and go, "Oh, these guys suck." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So you know the way Dave looks now. Yeah, you know everybody. You know they have to put him. Oh, look at he looks like the guy from Lost yeah. in Space. Well, well, and, and oh, here's... look how funny you are. But look at you yeah. too, you fucking yeah. ugly fuck. Here, here's another thing. Dave is sixty-five years old. Yeah, and, let's let's see and, them and, how they look at that and, age. And look how in shape that motherfucker is. Yeah, more Dave, in shape, more in shape yeah. than people that make fun of him. I'll tell you yeah. that. Dave's got a six-pack at fucking sixty-five years old. Right. What the He's fuck got, do these people have? You know, they have envy and they're jealous and they're yeah. oh look, he doesn't look as great as he used to. So let me make fun of him since I've been ugly all my fucking life. <laughs> yeah, we've had time to get used to it. <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, I just don't give a fuck, man. I never cared about looks. I really never did, dude. I mean, I liked early Molly Crew. I liked the song Livewire. I liked Shot of the Devil. But it wasn't because of the way they looked. I mean, obviously, I, I got proof of that. Bon Jovi, I hate the fucking thing. I hate the guy because his music sucks. You know, and you know what Molly Crew fans like? Two dicks. One one in the ear and one in the fucking ass. I like that one. I, 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 but actually, it's two ears. So they got two cocks in their ears. Yeah. Well, maybe they want a third to cover up both of them so they don't have to listen to fucking girls, girls, girls. Oh, God. You know, I heard that song the other day. My iPod uh, ran out of battery. Yeah, I can't charge it in the car. So I was subjected to regular radio. And Girls, Girls, Girls came out. You know, I've never liked the song, so I listened to it this time, and I'm thinking to myself, God, everything about this song really sucks. The riff is terrible. The fucking, uh, the, girl, girl, girl. Oh, my God, that song is so bad. It's just terrible, man. And I'm a guy that likes something for nothing. It's some Rattlesnake Shake bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's another shitty-ass song. I mean, God damn, I mean, Jesus Christ, is that band terrible. 
Everything's just a couple good albums and that's it. You know, I mean, there's just... But, you know, I mean, to each its own. But honestly, I really do question a lot of Motley Crue fans. Would you have really liked them if Vince looked like he did now back then? I don't think so. Because there's so many superior bands. With they, so they, much... they never would have made it because right now Motley Crue looks like BTO. And BTO never would have made it in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Only in the 70s when you went exactly. by your fucking and ears I, and, and not I your saw, eyes. And I saw BTO completely own Van Hagar. Yeah. Uh, uh, I went to 5150 for free. And and I was like, BTO, I'll go see that. And I'll go see Eddie Van Halen do Eruption. Because I already hated 5150. But, man, BTO was awesome. I mean, awesome that night. They were fucking badass. And Van Halen, I mean, yeah, I'm a Van Hagar hater, blah, blah, blah. Dude, it was a shit set list. A oh, shit yeah. set list. And it was just fucking terrible. You know who yeah. I'd rather go see right now? I'd rather go see Ray Daniels strip naked and I throw bills at him. Like, you know, I'm just smacking him off my fucking fingertips, you know, for breaking yeah, I, up that shit. Somebody put up the other day on the... Yeah, on the, I saw Brian yeah. Davis put that up. And I said... <laughs> I said, not only is he a pimp, he's the only man on the planet that I will suck off. <laughs> yeah, he, he did the world a great service there. The savior, but, uh, rock, rock and roll savior, Ray Daniels. But let's go from uh, my fallen hero uh, to your fallen hero. Holy shit, this new Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, dude, I, I think the Elton John song's even worse than the other two. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's Re- Really? Bad. See... I, I think the Elton John is the best out of the three, and it's, oh. it, it's still a turn. It's oh, still it's a turn. It's so bad. It's so bad. I don't know. That Defecate song, I think, is maybe a little worse. Oh, yeah. That, that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah that, that Defecate song, definitely. But God damn, I heard that shit, and I was like, really, man? Really? What the fuck, man? And I'm, I'm more accepting of ballads. You know, but that right. song was just, it wasn't even structured well. It was just, ah, uh, and then his voice comes in and it's like, dude, Ozzy sounds worse than ever. And I know it's all auto-tune shit, but it's still terrible, man. Yeah. Can you imagine without the help? It, it, yeah, it, it's bad when Elton John's, uh, you know, verse was the best out of the song, <laughs> you know. And I you know, I love Elton John, don't get me wrong. Yeah, me but- but you know what I mean? I, on an Ozzy song, when the highlight is, is Elton John, something's rotten in Denmark, you know? Oh, God. I, it's just, it just sickens me, you know, this Ozzy shit. I mean, I haven't been... Look, I didn't like Osmosis. I didn't like Back to Earth. I didn't like... What was the other one? Uh, Black Rain, whatever. Right. I mean, a couple okay songs on there. Yeah, but, but you, you like... Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you like Perry Mason? I love Perry Mason, and I also oh, I also man. love. Uh, I'm not the kind of person you think I am. I'm not the Antichrist, or the Iron Man. Yeah, I like he, that. Song. Yeah, he's far removed from the Iron Man. I uh, like that song though. I do. Uh, like it. Yeah, see, I, I like the Osmosis. I think Thunder Underground was the only one I liked. I didn't like it. It was heavy, but I didn't. Yeah, like it. yeah you, well, you hate heavy metal, so. That's true. But uh yeah, that, that that that's one that's sad, man. Like Ozzy, just just fucking stop, man. And and uh you know, I, I bitch about a lot of Ozzy, 
But it, it, it's only because I love Ozzy. Because I hold Ozzy to a higher standard. You know, because I know what he's capable of. I know how awesome he really is. But the shit that he's putting out now, and mm. it's so like, man, when, when you hear about how this whole shit came about, you know, like, you know, uh, his daughter, you know, is friends with the guy who produced the album because she likes Post Malone and like, hey, daddy, do this, you know, and Ozzy's just like, I die, you know, whatever, you know, just just put me in front of a mic and give me the teleprompter and I'll do it, you know, and it's just like, oh, man. And then spend five months tweaking the voice so it doesn't sound oh. like it really sounds, and it oh. still doesn't help. Yeah, and, and what a horrible fucking you know, you know, who he picked to, to do the album, you know, like fucking, uh, you know, Duff on bass and, and don't get me wrong. I like Duff, but Duff, know your fucking role, you know, you're, you're, you're like, you know, you know, C-list and Guns N' Roses and, and, and Chad Smith, who is an incredible drummer. He, I, I love what he does in Chili Peppers, but you're not an Aussie drummer. And you play you know? with, and you play with Sammy Hagar. Right, and and here's another thing. It's like, and all of these musicians, you know, they're not playing what they really truly want to play. You know, sellouts. Right, you you know they're 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 playing stock shit. You know, none of none of them are being showy. None of them are doing what they're capable of doing. I mean, hell, even Andrew Watt, the guy who produced the fucking album, uh, who worked with with Post Malone. Go back and listen to the album he did with Glenn Hughes and, and, and Jason Bonham, that California Breed album. It's a great fucking album. It's really fucking good. His guitar work in California Breed is a million times better than the crap he's playing on the fucking Ozzy album. Well, they're not going to allow him to play well. You know, I, I don't know. It's just, it's it's so horrible, man. And when I saw that video for uh, uh, the one that was the totally like, uh, I love you Sharon video. Oh my god, that was so bad. I didn't oh. even see that. Yeah, yeah. I think we talked about it on a previous episode. Oh, I love Sharon video? Yeah, what was the one where it just shows how Sharon saved his life and did oh, everything? Oh, you mean that stupid video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looked like, you know, looked like deleted scenes from the dirt. Yeah, they got oh. some really cute, cute English, English, uh, English bed to play uh, Sharon yeah. back in like yeah. 81. Yeah. Exactly, and if they wanted to be fucking, you know, historical, they should have got Rosie O'Donnell to play, fucking, <laughs> you know, Sharon. And hey, yeah. I'm not, tr- I'm not trying to fat shame, but let's not polish a turd here. No, okay? no, it's the truth, and that's not fat shaming. I mean, she did look like, uh, I mean, she looked more like Rosie O'Donnell in that 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 right. sexy English bed. Right. She, she she looked like Rosie O'Donnell, and somebody said, "Hey, can you look more butch?" <laughs> you know. And let's be honest, the guy that played Ozzy didn't look like Ozzy either. Oh, no. Oh, no. They should have oh, got some pudgy guy, you know? Yeah. No shit. Uh, I mean, just... It's farther. And, you know, and it, and it sucks, dude. And, you know, it's one of those things, like you say, you know, before, like, you know, we talk about uh, Metallica and people saying, oh, they tarnished their legacy. You know, I, you know you're absolutely right. Ozzy's legacy is intact. It's Yep. You know... But it's sad to see him go out on this note. I would rather hear silence than 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 this this croak. I feel I out. feel I feel the same way. Ozzy and David Lee Roth to me they're in par. That's why when you did the little dig toward Ozzy, I was like, dude, I'm agreeing with you. You know, Ozzy. I look. I may like may love 
a few songs after Randy Rhodes. But to me, dude, the first two Ozzy albums were never topped. I mean, not even close. Right. Not even close because there's no filler on either one of those songs to me. I think those albums were just perfect. When Randy died, Ozzy has... Like Motley Crue has lived off the legacy of Randy Rose. And, and I'll take it a step from you. You know, I don't think Ozzy ever topped what he did with the original Sabbath. Well, you know, I, I don't even. I, I don't. I don't even think that the two Randy Rhodes albums. You know, I, I. I'll take. You know, and uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people, you included, will disagree with me. I'll take Never Say Die over the two fucking Randy Rhodes albums. Yeah, I. I would totally disagree with you there, and yeah. you know, I would say also. Um, uh, Technical Ecstasy. The last two Sabbath albums are awesome, but they don't hold up to the first two well, albums. But I, I, everything I would, from Sabotage down, yeah, yeah I, I'll put that above Ozzy. I, I, I will say this. I will say this. I would, I would take Diary over Technical. That, 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 that I'll, I'll go that far. But uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's just. It, it, it's 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 sad because oh man I just don't want to I don't want to see it end like this you know well, it is. Oh. and 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 you know what people that are unlike Neil Peart are right. all gonna end like this because people oh, don't dude, know you 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 beat me to it I was just gonna say this same thing man if as many people had as much integrity and self respect as Rush you know yep God damn it. Rush went out with an amazing album. You know, is, is Clockwork Angels my favorite album ever? No, but it was a strong album, and it was a strong way to go out and a strong way to say, hey, we're not going to go out on a limp dick. You know, we're going to go out on a high note and call it a day and and leave a legacy, and that's what they did. And that's why, you know, history will prove that they're going to get looked upon, you know, with a lot more respect, you know. And they do, and they do it without like trying to do it. You know what I mean? It's just them being themselves. They they didn't like. All right, let's plan out that we go out with integrity. No, that's just the way they are. You know, right. it's it, well, that, that, that's the way they o- they always were. You they've know, they, always they, been that way, and that's why I look. Not many bands I respect when release shitty albums. I respect the shitty Rush albums. The albums that I don't like, I still respect it because it's them doing what they want to do. You know. So I totally respect that. But, you know, Ozzy, listening to the Ozzy shit, it's like, bro, you're trying to be contemporary. You know, you're, you're, you can hear it. Like, you hear the auto-tune, you hear, you know, him trying to, like, fit in with today's music. Trying, you know, it's just, it's just so bad. And, and people are gobbling it up because it's... I, I know, but what's sad, what, what, what really, is, you know, the really sad pathetic part is, you know it's not even Ozzy. I don't even think Ozzy has a choice anymore. Well, he, Ozzy never had a choice. Ever since, like, fucking, maybe I'd go as far, like, back as uh, Osmosis. Or even No More Tears. That's when Ozzy was like, all right, you just decide what we're going to do. You know? That's how right. I looked at it. I mean, I think the Ultimate Sin, he, it was him trying to, again, keep up with, you know, all right, now it's like theater of pain and hair band. You know, let me. That was the first sign of me going, "What the fuck, Ozzy?" But you know, in Ozzy's defense, priest. Well, I, I I think everything Ozzy solo, uh, well, especially you know post Randy years, has been whatever Sharon tells him to do. Whatever Sharon says is hip, you know. Yeah. 
do this, and he just goes along with it. And yeah, he's always been this way. So that part, I, I, you know, I'm already, you know, it doesn't surprise me. You know, Ozzy has always been a, you know, this fucking bitch just runs my life. You know, yeah, she knows uh, what's right. And you know, what is he gonna think? I live in this fucking mansion. I make a gazillion dollars every fucking year. My wife knows what's right. That's it. You know, she's, you know, bash sharing all you want, man. The bitch knows what she's doing. And, you know, and the same thing goes for so many other people, you know. But I don't know. The way that the Ozzy goes out and gets pussy on the side, I think Ozzy just wants to shut her up. <laughs> you, I, know? you know, and I think that's a bunch of bullshit, too, because I think Ozzy fucking that hairdresser, man, that's no surprise. I'm sure Sharon knew it, but it would get the name in the papers. Ozzy's been fucking big. Dude, there's a story where Sharon walked in and he was banging some big titty girl in the 80s. I remember hearing that, seeing that story, them talking about it. She's cheated on her so many times. But do you think that Sharon hasn't been fucking people too? Oh, yeah. Oh, of she, course she has. She fucked Randy Rhodes for crazy. Well, well, at that time, Ozzy was married. You know? Right. I just see, like, you know, Ozzy and Sharon, especially after the, the Osborne show. You know, they've been, you know, under the spotlight. They're more than just a, a musical act now. They're celebrities. They're, you know, like just part of the machine. And, you know, Sharon's got her little talk shows. I don't even know if she still has it. Because I don't yeah. keep up with crap like that. Yeah, you know? she does. And I know the Osbournes are going to make a comeback. And that was disgraceful, too. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, I don't know, man. It's like, just... Ozzy's over. Uh, Motley Crue is over. Just about every fucking band is over. All these bands that I loved when I was a kid, you know, now they're just, you know, for the most part, a shell of what they've been. And um, and just people want to live off the nostalgia, you know. But honestly... Hey, like, hey watch what you say about Kiss. We don't want to lose ratings. <laughs> yeah, fuck Kiss, man. And, and, you know, and Kiss is like a prime example of a band oh. that... Stayed way past the party. Oh, oh! I gotta say this. This was awesome. So over the holidays, I went. Uh, I went to Seattle to see my son and my granddaughter and my daughter-in-law. And uh, my son's telling me about guy he worked with. He goes, "Oh, he listens to all the music you do, Dad." So I, I turned him on to your podcast. And he's like, "Your dad has a podcast." He's like, "Oh yeah, he loves all that shit. You know, all the hard rock shit. Like Kisses is his favorite band." So his buddy comes back to work and he goes. I don't think your dad likes Kiss that much. <laughs> and he goes, what? No, he goes, that's all my dad listened to when I was a kid. He's like, yeah, I don't think your dad likes Kiss all that much anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I was dying laughing. I was dying laughing. I was like, yeah, he's right, buddy. I'm like, I kind of, I gave up that ghost a while ago. Oh, we had a good laugh over that. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank the Kiss fans so you're not liking Kiss anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. I, I can't even blame those retards. I, I got, I got to put all the blame on fucking Gene and Paul themselves. Well, uh, that, that's who ruined the band for me. Uh, yep. my, my, my favorite member uh, helped ruin the band for me. Yeah. But, uh, Probably my uh, least favorite member of Kiss is Paul Stanley. Oh, uh, yeah. Pathetic, was... horrible frontman. Right, right now, I, I can't argue with you too much there. He's so bad. But man, uh, the animalized home video. He's so bad. He may look like a boy, but he's built like a man. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember watching that back then going, dude, 
This is the worst David Lee Roth impression ever. You even did splits on that show. (laughs) Really, dude? The guy was just so desperate to be David Lee Roth. And he was so horrible at it. I mean, he's even hor- more horrible than how David Lee Roth is now trying to be right. David Lee Roth, you know? That's how he said the, the, the last original kiss you saw was Love Gun. After that, everything is yeah. like, let's jump on whatever bandwagon, whatever is popular, that's what we're going to be. And I ain't going to lie. Sometimes they put out a song I liked, you know? Sometimes they put out an album I liked. But it was always chasing the fucking ghost, man. Yep. It was always like, okay, whatever. Well, uh, w- what we did has been eclipsed. Let's move on, you know, and let's be whatever's current, you know. And they're not the only ones. Alice Cooper's guilty of that, like a motherfucker. Yeah, but Alice Cooper is more classy. You know, Alice Cooper's like, I ain't never doing a farewell tour. Yeah, no, no, but but I mean, Alice has jumped on every fucking trend there's ever been. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, to to me, that's why I hold the original Alice Cooper group in such high esteem because that was original that you know and you know and hey welcome to my nightmare was original but everything after that was him what's popular what's popular what's popular okay new wave's popular i'm gonna put out a new wave album cock rock's popular i'm gonna put out a cock rock album oh uh marilyn manson's popular i want to put out a marilyn manson and and i love uh brutal planet yeah i i love a lot of the shit he, he chased after but but, but it doesn't it, bother me no, but it's him, you know, and then like, oh, what I did in the past was popular. Okay, well, now I'm going to put out the eyes of Alice Cooper. You know, I'm going to be retro, you know. So there's a lot of other bands that have done it that I, that I do hold in, in self-esteem. But nobody's running in the ground like fucking piss. But, uh... Uh, that, that That is may, maybe the most disgraceful band ever. But yeah. at the same time, Molly Cruz gained a lot of points with the contract. You know, and and uh, we miss each other. Not even Kiss said they missed each other, right? Know? But uh, you know, I, I I'll give Motley Crue a little bit of a break because Motley Crue never had nothing to lose in the fucking first place. <laughs> you know, they, they never had integrity or an original bone in their body. I mean, they put out a, a a classic, amazing metal album with with Shout at the Devil. But really, I mean, what have they done besides that? Nothing. Nope. And you can't call the Karabi album a Motley Crue album. Yeah, no, it's a, it's it's a good album. Yeah, it's over fucking produced, but it's a good fucking I album. I love it. I think it's my favorite. But uh, but it's not Motley Crue. It's just like Black Sabbath. It's not Black Sabbath without Ozzy, Bill, Tony, and Geezer. I'm sorry, it doesn't sound like the same band to me. Do right. I love it? Fuck yeah, I right. love all that shit. I love the Tony Martin shit. I love all that shit. But it's yeah. not Black Sabbath, dude. Yeah, it's fucking Molly you know, Crew's not fucking Molly Crew. The, the, the older I get, the more I agree with that. But at the same time, it's like, goddamn, when when you put out an album as amazing as fucking Heaven and Hell, you know, and and Mob Rules, it's so. awesome. It's it, it's yeah, perfection. yeah. But but I, I see what you're saying. But you know, it's perfection. Uh, you, you, know, you, you 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 compare that to Motley Crue '94, and it makes Motley Crue '94 look like fucking Europe, the Final Countdown. Well, you know? I mean, but '94 is awesome, dude. I mean, oh, no, I no, no, it, no, it, no, it is. But I, I'm saying, you know, but the level of perfection that is. Well, I'm know. not comparing them both. I mean, come oh, on. Oh yeah, yeah, no. I you can, Motley Crue can never do anything as with as good as what Tony Iommi can do, and you add Ronnie James Dio in the mix. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not even in the same league. But, you know, unfortunately, Ronnie James Dio wasn't hot. Yeah, exactly. You know? 
the greatest singer ever. A guy that will like destroy Vince Neil in a but, fucking second. But that's but the funny thing off. is we both know women that love Ronnie James Dio, and and he yeah. does he does have because there are some women who actually listen with their ears. Yeah, you know, my buddy Eve, she loves Dio. Yeah, and and and, and, if, and if there was more men who listen with their ears, there wouldn't be so many Kiss fans. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I just love saying. Kiss. I'm still sticking by my love for Kiss. I just, to me, man, what bothers me most about Kiss are, are uh, even more than Gene and Paul are the Tard fans. You know, Gene and Paul, it's to be expected, you know? Gene's a fucking sellout. He's always been a sellout, and he made no bones about it, and I respect it. Hey, I want money and chicks, you know? Right. Period. And I'll bring up, uh, since we're talking about Kiss for a second, uh, his hot daughter, I, I think she's super hot, but w- what a ditz. Uh, she fucking, who was it? Uh, Katie Seagal, uh, married oh, yeah. with children. Like, she got pissed off because Mary, uh, she, uh, somewhere she brought up that, you know, Gene was a cheater. And, oh, yeah. man, it's not cool. Well, you know, I mean, Katie Seagal's talking about a 70s kiss. Fucking Gene Simmons was cheating on her mom, you know, yeah. when she was alive, and there's even a porno to prove it. And boy, you'd think Gene Simmons right. with all and, those chicks would have been better. Right. And here's another thing. Uh, a newsflash, your mom's a whore. <laughs> you know? It's like, let's not throw stones here. You, you, I, think, I think Dice Clay banger. Really? Yeah, man. It kind of seems that way. They did a movie together in Canada. And you know, I mean, what the fuck? Shannon's like, well, this guy's now fucking 100 groupies. I mean, fuck Dice Clay. I could be wrong, but yeah, I you know I'll bet everything that chicks had a different dick than Gene Simmons while they were married. Oh yeah, I mean she and they haven't been married that long. Yeah, I mean she's in it for the money. I mean that that's clear. Oh, of I mean, course, dude, of course. You know, look at Gene for Christ's sake. You know. Yep. But uh, enough about them. Let's go to uh, uh, time to move on to new stories. We've gone way too long on just two people. Uh, here's something that just came up. This is hot off the press. Uh, a band we both like. I know you know them a lot more than I do. I, I like what I've heard, but I need to check out more. Iron Reagan. Oh, That's... I love me some Iron Reagan. Okay, well, they just fired their bassist over allegations of predatory behavior. Like, like what? What do you do? Uh... It's kind of iffy in the story, but uh, there's over sexual misconduct uh, uh, allegations and stuff. And uh, I don't know if this was the, with a kid or what, what it is, but it says they do not condone predatory behavior and would not only associate ourselves with someone who felt we felt was a threat or a danger to anyone. And uh, yeah, they pretty much kicked him out of the band like right away. And he released a state, the bass player. Uh, his name is uh, hold on, Robert uh, Scotus. Uh, said, "Oh, let's not jump to judgment here, but I don't know. You know, hard to say, but it's kind of sounded like uh, the dude from Static X that got caught with the teenage girl. You know, was he? Yeah, who knows, man? Uh, you know, I don't. I don't. You know, I, I hate saying because you know the facts aren't out." But uh, it must it must be something pretty bad if they're going to, you know, kick him out right away. You know, and, uh, you know, sorry, Ted Nugent fans. Pedophilia is not cool. 
Exactly. You know, and and I I know, uh, you know, Ralph, you have a penchant for the uh, younger girls, but uh, over twenty one. Exactly, legal girls. You know, yeah. over twenty one, even even uh, over legal. What is it? 18, 19, 20, 21. Three years after legal. Right. Because by then they were broken in. I don't like fucking girls that haven't fucked. I want to fuck a girl that's been banged like at least 12 times by bigger cocks than mine. Oh, you know? I, you know, I, I've said that a million times. I, I don't know what, uh, you know, the, 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 these Muslims that, uh, you know, you kill yourself and you get 72 virgins. Yeah, fuck right. That. Yeah, fuck that. I don't want 72. I, I've slept with virgins. It's terrible. It's Get, horrible. Fuck 72 virgins. Give me two good whores and I'm good to yeah. go. You know? I want to fuck a girl that's been fucked 72 times. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want a girl that's going to go, ow, ow, Yeah, ow, I'll slow know? down. Ah. Yeah, yeah. You want I, me to put that in my mouth? Yeah, we both agree. We want a girl that's going to lick our buttholes. You know? Ooh. That's, you know? Yep. <laughs> that's a woman. <laughs> That's a fucking classy woman. One yeah. that licks ass. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's something we can always, you know, no matter what we disagree about musically, we can always come together on angle, analingus. And I'll tell you the truth. Um, the reason why I date young chicks is because older chicks don't dig me. I prefer older chicks. I really would. But they don't dig me. I mean, I, I am seeing one now. Uh, in her 40s and uh, oh man she does everything I like but she's not a girlfriend and uh, she can do what she wants and I can do what I want and I am very happy that would that's what keeps me sane dude not to have a fucking commitment because I don't have to answer to anybody I like to live I like living alone I like my privacy I like my space, but I also like my ass lick. And I also like, you know, girls to come over and we have a good time. We have an understanding. And then they can, she could be right now banging 10 guys. And the only thing that would upset me about her banging 10 guys there is that I'm not there to film it. Eh, that's me, though. And you may look down on me, but keep looking down until you reach these nuts. Because I don't give a fuck what society thinks. And I say this to all these girls because... To me, the, the, the best girls out there are the girls that don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. They want dick. Period. Hey, I want pussy. Well, I want more the mouth than pussy. That's another weird thing about me. I prefer the mouth. But that's just me. Hey, and, and, and that leaves your options open because everybody's got a mouth, you know? Exactly. That's fucking awesome. You know, right. and yeah, whatever. I, and uh, I'm, I get accused a lot of being, oh, the old guy with the young girl, you know. But uh, honestly, if I had my way, I wouldn't see any young girls anymore. But I, uh, but I can't. So what am I gonna do? Young girls are at least better than the hand, especially the young girls that been around the block more than, you know, more than hey. Christine sixteen. Hey, and, and you know, I gotta say, I agree with you. You know, because I've always been the guy that's, you know. More like either, you know, you know, women my age or, or women older, uh, you know, because I, I think with the young girls, like, what the fuck do we have to talk about? But, you know, you bring up a great point, because if, if your cock's in their mouth, you can't understand what they're saying anyway. Exactly. So. And, and well, you know, uh, in my, you know, I also got to say, I don't want women my age. That's too old. <laughs> 
Oh man, it is. I gotta tell you, Ian, uh, my experience, my Tinder experience that happened about a month ago. Yeah. Um, I met a girl on Tinder. She was like, you know, so cute, cute face. I, I, I have a face fetish. You know, people have feet fetish, butt fetish, tit fetish. I love the face. That's my favorite part of a girl. And she had a very pretty face. Older woman. And, uh, you know, we, we matched and then we talked. And then I'm laying in bed and she, you know, I, I gave her my number and, she, and I said, you know, she was texting me. And then she goes, well, I'm going to go to sleep now. But, you know, I may text you later uh, if I wake up. And then I said to her, you can call me. You know, she's like, well, I might do that. I go, all right. I'm laying in bed with chick calls. And I explained exactly what I told you. We got into the conversation and then it was, you know, I talked about the, the face thing and she even asked what I like to do. And I was straight up. I, I like to fuck the mouth. I like giving facials. And she's like, come over. I was like, really? Yeah, come over. I said, okay. She lives in Hallandale about like, you know, a good 15 minute drive. Fucking one in the morning. And this girl's got to work in the morning. She's drunk on wine. I go over there, and oh god, dude, she plays the new Aussie shit. She loves the new Aussie shit, and I'm oh. like, I, and I, I'm gonna be a poser here. I want the mouth, not pretending I liked it. I actually even told her, I'm not a fan of this, but whatever, you know, play it. Um, and then you know, she she puts her head on my lap, and uh, you know, we're about to get it on, you know, and then um. You know, I, I reach I reach for my zipper. And she's like, no. And I'm like, what do you mean, no? She's like, no, no, no. I, I don't want to do this. And I was like, well, not to be rude or anything, but, you know, I'm talking to you about fucking your mouth and you told me to come over. She's like, yeah, but, you know, I, I need to know you better. And I said, well, okay, you, I swear to God, Ian, I said this. I go, you want to know me better? Okay, I'm going to show you how I am. And I got up and left. Because <laughs> you don't do that to a guy, dude. You don't promise something, make him drive 20 minutes only for you to say, no, we're not going to do what you thought we were going to do. You know, it's like, fuck, dude, that really pissed me off. I can understand a girl would be like, look, I want to get to know you better. This and that. That's fine. But don't fucking say that to me after you said, come over to fuck my mouth. You know? I'm sorry that, you know, you can, you, all you fucking women out there can bash men. Oh, all you want is this and that. But let me tell you some women, if you say, come over here and fuck my mouth. And then you go over there and she ends up like, no, you're not going to fuck my mouth. That's wrong too. So I think I did the right thing. I got up and fucking left. She did say, fuck you to me too. On the way out, which made it even easier for me to leave going. Well, at least I don't have to put up with the psychotic cunt, you know, and I left. Well, oh, man, man, that pissed me off, man. You know? Yeah, I, I feel you, though, dude, because I went through similar shit on dating sites, and I hate that shit, but it is the era that we live in, uh, you know? And and you meet people online and do all this shit, and, you know, I created a profile and, you know, said what I was into and, and then went out on a date with this person I met online, and it totally... Uh, you know, wasn't what I was expecting, uh, you know, and, and I came out and said it like, wow, this is nothing like what I wanted. And, and, and the guy was like, well, well, you know, you were on grinder and I was like, I don't care. You know, you got a ding dong. What's grinder? 
That, that, that that's a dating site for gay guys. I don't know. I, <laughs> I I I just picked one and went with it. It sounded good. It sounded metal. You know. Yeah, but... right. Looking for me. Exactly. Rob Hoffer, Rob exactly. Hoffer made that site. Everybody I met had a ding dong. You know, I was like, you know what? I'm done with internet dating. <laughs> oh, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ouch is right. But you uh, know what? I have faith, Ian, that I am going to find that woman, that soulmate of mine that will fuck strangers in front of me at glory holes. Yeah. Look but... down on it all you want. I love it. I love a girl like that. I want a girl like that. And I've known. I've known girls like that. You know, it's just unfortunate it didn't work out. But I've known. I'm just looking for the one that would stay. You know? But, and it will happen. I know, because, you know, I watch porn. There's a lot of swingers out there that have been swingers for decades. And they're still together. And, you know, they order a pizza and she sucks off the pizza boy. Shit like that. You know, that to me is fucking what I want in life. And you may think it's disgusting. Fuck you. Fuck you. Because, you know what? I don't, I, I don't give a fuck, you know, if you want your little, oh, my little lovey pie. And I want to be with you forever. Fuck you. That's good for you, and I don't look down on that. Why the fuck would you look down on, you know, what I what I love, you know? And I love girls that, not as slutty as me, but sluts, you know? Because, you know, I don't really think there's any girls out there sluttier than me. And any girl listening now, if you think you're sluttier than me, I accept your challenge. Come on, let's get in my bed. And, and, and man, you, you even, you know, made me change how I think about, you know, what I was looking for. And every time I find a woman like that, uh, I end up finding she was married to Mark Allen Taylor, you know? So I was like, eh. <laughs> uh, uh, call me when you get divorced next week. Yeah. Mark Allen Taylor, he picks up chicks on those sites. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Horseforcorndogs.com. Yeah, well, I do it too, dude, Mark. I'm not looking down on you, bro. I go out there, but, you know, the difference between me and you is that you fucking love it. Me, it's like, come on, man. Let me fucking let me, let me see you gargle my fucking urine. I keep telling Mark that's the problem with those whores. They want meat on that stick. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, that's not freaking possible. <laughs> all right. Well, one last story, and I know you're gonna love this one. I know you're gonna love this shit all over this, and uh, I gotta agree with you. Holy shit. Uh, I love seeing this backlash coming against Tom Morello. Thank you. And Rage Against the Machine for uh, their reunion shows at Coachella. People are finally waking up. And I got to say, first and foremost, love Rage Against the Machine. Love them. That's cool. Lo- love, them, love them musically. I could give a fuck less about uh, their political stance or whatever. Right. You know, because, hey, there's a lot of music I love that I don't agree with. You know, like fucking Ted Nugent. There's a lot of pedophile shit. I don't agree with that. But God damn it, I love me some Ted Nugent music. Yeah, and Sammy uh, Hagar sings about love while getting head from groupies at shows. Yeah, but I don't like no Sammy Hagar. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying. Right, but uh, Rage Against the Machine, big big fan of their music. I, I, I really dig them. And I'm not that rap rock guy, but I like Rage Against the Machine. Right on. Uh, but they do preach and they have this, you know, holier than thou, you know, 
you know, we're, we're this and we're that. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're, you're a fucking little sellout bitch playing a bullshit festival like Coachella. And, uh, you know, I, I call bullshit on any band that plays Coachella because that is like the epitome of bullshit hipster all about the money fucking okay. festivals. I, I, I've heard the name about Coachella because, you know, I think the first time I heard about it was when they offered a quadrillion dollars to another band that's not a sellout called Led Zeppelin. And they refused. So, well, really, Robert Plant. But yeah. I really don't know nothing about Coachella. Uh, educate me, please. Uh, well, it, it, it's pretty much, it's it's like, uh, it, it's like the hipster uh, Lollapalooza. But it's so far removed from what Lollapalooza originally tried to be. Uh, you know, it started out that way, but like anything else, it gets corrupt, gets bought out by major corporations. And, uh, you, know, you know, like a day at this festival is going to cost you a small fortune, let alone a weekend pass. In the, it, in the article I saw, Ian, it said the cheapest tickets were 500 bucks. Oh, yeah. No, it, it, wow. it, 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 it's one of those things where, like, you know, the Kardashians go to Coachella and then oh, it's, it's Instagram uh, picks all week. And it's, it's you know, th- there are some good acts there, but there's also a lot of shitty acts and trendy acts. Uh, there's nothing about musical integrity or a movement kind of thing. It's all about money. It's all about money and the scene that is Coachella. You know, it, it, it it's like hipster shit meets keeping up with the Kardashians. I mean, it's that bad. And uh, so supposedly... Rage is back together now, and it was enough to break up, you know, uh, profits of Rage or whatever. It's other, <laughs> yeah, because it didn't sell a lot. If it was a big hit, other thing Rage was. would not. Rage would not be together now. Profit of Rage would have but, been. But 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 you know hmm. you know getting getting the thing like I said, and this is a this is as a man who is a fan of Rage Against the Machine, uh, to see him play this festival. And with these ticket prices and try to defend it, I call total bullshit. Because if you want to talk about a band that has true musical integrity, probably the greatest musical integrity of any band of all time would be Fugazi. And Fugazi was a band started by Ian McKay uh, after he left Minor Threat. And Fugazi is a very big underground, but they will not play a show where the, the the ticket sales, I could be wrong on the dollar figure, but I think it's like no show can be over ten dollars. Wow! For a wow. concert, for a concert ticket, yeah, ten bucks, and and no show, I uh, or I mean like no shirt could be over five dollars or something what? like that. Five yeah, five bucks a shirt. They're losing yeah. money doing that. Oh, well, yeah, but but it's a man. It's it's a man of integrity. If you know anything about Ian McKay, uh, you know, p- punk rock legend from fucking. Hold on, I got a punk. Uh, punk rock legend from Minor Threat. Uh, you know, he's a straight edge guy. You know, something <laughs> I don't agree with, but the man stands by. You know, he walks the walk and he talks the talk, and he's like, it's not about the money. It's about the music music and it's about the movement and there's never a fugazi i mean they 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 split up maybe about 10 years ago but the whole time they were together you never paid more than that for a concert ticket no regardless of the venue it was agreed upon you cannot charge more than this for a ticket 
you cannot charge more than this for a t-shirt. That's a band standing by their principles at 1,000%. And Fugazi, you know, I, I know it's not maybe your era of music, but... Well, they, I don't know it, it. I got to look into it. Maybe I'll yeah. still think it sucks, but yeah. that's, that's enough for me to like at least check it out. Give, give right. a band like that a fucking chance. Right, and, and uh, you know, whether it's, you know, the type of music you like or not, but you have to respect that integrity. Like, I love not, it. We're not doing this to get rich. We're doing this because we believe in this music, we believe in the movement, and we believe in not ripping off fans and that anybody should be able to afford to come to our show and we're not going to take your money. And, you know, they look at us like, hey, we still make a profit, but we're not ripping anybody off. But... Rage Against the Machine comes off like they're that. You know, yeah. you know, we hate capitalism and we hate all this shit, but hey, we're going to play Coachella and if you don't have 500 bucks, you can't see Rage Against the Machine. Yep. You know. Uh so that's 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 where I call bullshit. Doesn't matter what I think about the music, your personal stance all goes out the fucking window and a lot of fans started calling Tom Morello out on this. And he came up with a response that was, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not even going to bother to read it. But it was so nonsensical and didn't even no. address the issue. He just, so, yeah, without knowing, he called himself a sellout. Yeah, he, he just danced around. He's like, well, we played Coachella like three times. And like, well, all times, you should be ashamed of yourself yeah. if, if you truly believe in these values of what you say, you know, you adhere by and what you're all about. You should be doing like Fugazi. You should be playing clubs, charging ten bucks. If you really don't care about money and you really don't care about this, you should do it that way. And like I said, people, this is coming from a fan. I love their music. I dig it. But I'm calling utter, total, fucking bullshit. You know, you you are fake, wannabe, fucking. You know, you know, you want to act like you're, you know. You're all about the people and the common man and the plight of all the, all these people, but uh, you you are the worst side of capitalism, you know. Yeah, and I'm a ca- look. I don't know if you saw it, but some rage against the machine tard uh, left a comment toward me, and it was so funny. I mean, th- these people are just so clueless. The people I want to defend us, they are so clueless on everything. And this guy said, "Hey, look, he's a musician." He's supposed to make money. What? You're not going to, you're going to refuse money. I go, Hey, I will never refuse money because I do believe in capitalism. This guy doesn't. So yeah, fuck. Yeah. Give me a lot of money. I want to go out there and bust my ass for money because I believe in capitalism. I'm not going to sit here and say, Oh, uh, I'm I'm a socialist, this and that, that and this, and then go ahead and do that. Stand by what you, you know, fucking stand by what you're you say but you know what to me it was like right when i i you know rage against the machine they first came out now this is my first impression of rage against the machine was a guy wearing a t-shirt that said rage against the machine we support our troops and it had like five terrorists you know with the you know the the, the mask and shit they were terrorists right they support and and they said we support our troops with the stars and stripes in the words and of course, I, I didn't confront the guy, but I go, what the fuck? Are you serious? Because I didn't really know this was like a commie band. Then I knew that. Then I saw Rage Against the Machine. This was the tour with um, Metallica 
and the Ramones and Soundgarden. It was the final. I think it was the uh, last. Uh, uh, Lollapalooza. Yeah, it was the final Ramones tour. Yeah. And when Rage Against the Machine came out, I was in utter shock when I saw the Che amplifiers. They had a picture of Che on the amplifiers. And I was like, "What? really? What the fuck? You know, I was so offended by that. And I was like, fuck this band. I, you know, because I was going to check them out. And right. I just walked away. I don't even want to watch this shit. You know, you All got right. fucking Che on your amplifiers. Fuck you. But then, you know, at the time, it was like, you know, the first or second album or so. It's like, you know, then I looked a little more into it when I was at a record store going, you know, picked up the CD, flipped it over. Epic Records. Oh, you're against capitalism, yet you sign with a capitalistic record company. Oh, you're against America, yet you live in America. And you, and you, and you accept all that the machine right. has to offer. Right. But, but I, 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 I'll say this. Uh, I enjoy their music the same way I do uh, Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent said uh, Democrats, which, which I don't, you know, I, I, I've always been an independent. Uh, but because of the current climate, I did re-identify uh, as a Democrat for uh, for voting purposes. Uh, but I, I I don't agree with Ted Nugent at all, or a lot of what he says. But I love his music the same way I love Rage Against the Machine. But I call bullshit on Rage Against the Machine the same way I call bullshit on Ted Nugent. And and you know people bitch about fucking snowflakes. But I see a lot more snowflakes about like, oh, this band's anti-Trump, so I won't listen to them anymore. I see a lot more of that than anything else. So I'm not a fucking snowflake. I have my beliefs. Nah, you know, but, I, but, but, but I, I when it comes to this up, though, I got to bring this up. These these people that are all oh, they're anti-Trump. I'm not going to listen to them. What makes that any different than the people that are uh, pro-Trump? I mean, uh, the people, the, the Democrats that are anti-Trump. They're just, to me, man, this whole climate we live in now, it's just a bunch of hypocrites on both sides. You're all bitching about this and that, but you're all the same. To me, you're all the fucking same. Right, right. But what I'm saying is I I don't see as many what people would consider liberals or libertards saying I won't listen to this guy. No, but but Uh, libertards will fucking censor people, will blacklist people in Hollywood. Because they're pro-Trump. Come on, let's let's let's. Uh, take, well, well, we don't no, have I, to speak hey, with lip tards. Dude, I, I I can't I can't stand. Uh, yeah, yeah, but now they're one and the same though. The fucking Trump tards are just as bad, just as bad. I mean, look look at. I mean, well, just that, look does, look does look. That look justify on, the lip tards? No, no, no. But it I'm just saying shows you how they are. I, I'm saying look look on blabbermouth. Check out the fucking comments there. If anybody says something anti-Trump. All these people, I'll never listen to this band again. I'll never uh, listen to uh, that uh, band uh, again. And, and look at Hollywood if somebody says anything pro-Trump. It's the same oh. thing. Oh, it's yeah. the same fucking thing. But I'm saying I don't I do not do that regardless of my views. If I like it, I like it. Hey, I fucking you know? played a show in Colombia with a fucking pro-Che band called Gilman that were fucking awesome. But they're a pro-Che band. You know, it's like, yeah. I'm the same. If it's good, it's good. You know? I may not agree with the message, but it's good. Look up the band Gilman. Proche, they fucking kick ass. I think Rage Against the Machine is terrible, but that's all musical preferences. Has nothing to do with, you know, them being fucking hypocritical fucking commies. You know, it's it has everything to do with 
the way they 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 don't practice what they preach. And I've always seen Tom Morello like this. I've always seen him as this guy in a soapbox that when he gets off the soapbox, he'll fucking go to the bank and get some money, you know, but, uh, from you his know, capitalistic endeavors. Fuck I, him. I, I will I will say this, and, and this is something, you know, uh, you know, you've brought up a lot of times about how you love that uh, in America you have a choice. Yeah. You know, and I love... Uh, I, I, I love that as well. I love that, you know, in a country, Ted Nugent has full reign to be as stupid as he wants to be. You know, and I believe that. He can say whatever the fuck he wants to say. Whatever I, I agree with it or not, it don't matter, man. I hear Wang Dang Sweet Poon Tanger Stranglehold. I'm in love. You know? He rules. And, 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 and people need to have more of that and just, you know, people are going to have different opinions. And, and you can disagree with them, and you can think they're fucked up, man. There's a lot of people I'm friends with that I, I just can't believe their values and what they believe in, but they're still my friends, you know? And and, 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 and who are we to say they're wrong? They just want to be, they believe in a certain thing. I don't, I mean, believe me, look, if somebody wants to be pro-Chad, that's fine. But if you're going to, like, talk about Chad, because all these people talk about Chad without bringing right. up the fact that he put the a gun behind the head of a nine-year-old boy begging him, please don't kill my daddy. And then he shot the guy, the little kid in the back of the head where his head almost fell off. Chet took part of, of firing squads. He was a, and he would kill. He was racist. He would kill musicians. All the, Tom Morello would be the first on his list of whack. You know, that's the part that drives me nuts. You guys are re reading propaganda I have parents, I have family members that live through it. And you're going to tell me, you know, my family members aren't part of the media. They lived it, you know? And it was fucking, Chet was a fucking, and a coward, you know? When they fucking finally caught him, he's like, hey, look, look, don't kill me. I'm more, I'm more, I'm worth more alive than dead. That's your fucking hero. You know, yeah. fuck that guy. He killed women, little kids, right. a fucking racist, a homophobe, you name it. Everything that, these motherfuckers will never bring up because they read this, these stories about he's against American capitalism. He was for the people. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you. You know, fuck your little stupid literature books and all this shit. It's like, dude, it's like, seriously, man. Like, you'll never see a fucking, like, this kind of, of, uh, of propaganda with Hitler. You know, like, well, Hitler didn't really, you know, Hitler, you know, like, Oh, let's not bring up the fact that he killed a million Jews. Hitler was a good person, you know. Yeah. That's Chad was the fucking Chad was the Hitler with a beret. But the the number one thing that you know we should be offended by, you know, whether it be Che, you know, Ted Nugent, or Bill Clinton, you know what all three of them have in common is their favorite Van Halen album, is Balance. Oh, even Ted Nugent, damn, I'm shocked. Yeah, exactly. That's no, just I, jealousy. Yeah, he doesn't is. want to say the Dave years because he knows, you know, yeah. back then. Yeah, but uh, you know, fuck, fuck Van Hagar. That's yeah, what I'm fuck saying. Van Hagar and fuck Rage Against the Machine and fuck anybody that wants to challenge me on that yeah. shit. Fuck you. You know, you're gonna. Oh no, he's a musician and he's he. What you don't want to make money either? It's like, dude, I believe yeah. in fucking capitalism. I want to make fucking money, and so does he. So does he, yeah. but he won't say it because you know what? 
this socialism bullshit that he's preaching make some money. He's a fucking scumbag. Fuck him. Did do a great speech for Kiss, though. I'll give him that. There you go. All righty. Well, what do you say we go into the album that we have to review now, since I got to be up in three hours? Uh, (laughs) Shouldn't agree to do tonight, then. Ah, fuck it, dude. You know, know, I care about the people. You know, we got to do the podcast, goddammit. Uh, but this is, uh, this is a special episode, and, uh, this one, I, I feel for this guy. This guy had been very patient, and I know there's others of you out there who donated for the second Rockin' Pod, uh, you know, and this is a guy that donated for Rockin' Pod 2, and we're just now getting to it, but for Tyson Brown, we are gonna do the debut album from Weezer, otherwise known as the Blue Album. Okay. So, uh, here we go. Uh, Ralph, what was your... Uh, did you have a an opinion? Were you a fa- fan of this band? I knew nothing about them except for the song Buddy Holly, which I always loved. I always awesome. loved that song. But I never really... And then, there's a song on this album that's like, wow, I kind of remember this on the radio back then. Kind of. You know? But, um, but and I'm sure you're going to uh, clarify if I'm right or wrong, because there is another song on here that sounds very familiar to me. Okay, but, well, well, there was three singles and three videos off of this, so... The one with the sweater, that song. Yeah, 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 that was that was actually the first single off it. Okay, I remember that song. See, there, there I knew I wasn't crazy. Alright. Well, uh, this was a band, um, I really dug them when they came out. Uh, but I was one of those, you know, 90s was a weird time because, you know, I had anger against the, uh, you know, the, the hard rock that I loved that I grew up with in the 80s was disappearing and it's replaced by this whiny ass fucking grunge. Uh, yet some of it I, I, I loved some grunge. I really loved some I really hated. But I, I think the greatest thing that the 90s brought upon, besides uh, Pantera, um, was there, there was some really great like indie music and just like uh, uh, kind, kind of going back to just good songwriting and good pop songwriting. Uh, 90s were easy to hate when you were there because it was an era of change, but there's a lot of shit that I loved then and I look back now and I have a greater appreciation for. Uh, but Weezer was one of those because Weezer wasn't, you know, of course they, they, they weren't cock rock and they weren't fucking grunge, but it was just good, you know, like pop rock and roll with great sensibilities. And uh, I've been a fan of these guys ever since they came out. Uh, kind of dropped off the radar, you know, the last couple of years because I hear a song or two I like and then I'll hear a song or two I, I, I can't stand. Um... Uh, but, I mean, shit, you put this up against most of what you hear in uh, modern music, and, 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 and this shit is like fucking Led Zeppelin and Miles Davis, you know? It's that fucking good and, uh, you know, essential. All right, well, that you know, that's what I think. So let's see what Ralph thinks about the first track on this album. My name is Jonas. All right. Um, I can't say this song is terrible. I'm not saying it's terrible because... It does have its hooks. Uh, but this song to me is kind of like the sign of the times. 90s modern pop rock. 
not as annoying as like Bush and crappy Ooh. bands like that. Ooh. And uh, but um, I think the song is like just okay. That's what I think of My Name Is Jonas. Well, I gotta say, uh, I'm right there with you. And I was surprised to find out, you know, doing research online, that this one is actually, like, really a fan favorite. And not only, you know, a fan favorite, but a drummer Patrick Wilson, this is one of his favorite tracks. He's funny. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, he's hilarious. But uh, this one just doesn't do a lot for me. And I can't put my finger on it. I don't think it's a horrible song. Uh, turns out this song is about... Uh, Lead singer River Como's brother leaves, uh, who got into a car accident, and the insurance company was trying to screw him uh, over it. Uh, I, I don't get that. I don't know. The, the song is just, I don't know. It's one of those, like, I remember getting this album for my birthday. It came out the day before my birthday, and I got it shortly after my birthday because uh, uh, I loved Sweater Song. Uh, but, you know, when I first put it on, I was like, okay, you know, it's different. Times are changing. Let me check this out. And I heard this song. I think it's not a great way uh, to open up the album. Uh, just not one of the strongest. There's two songs on this album. Uh, spoiler alert, I, I love almost the majority of this one. But there's two songs I'm kind of like, eh, about. Uh, this one is one of those. I, I don't hate it. But, uh you know, I don't know. It's just kind of, uh, but I, I think they're a really great band and, and something, you know, people might not know the lead singer rivers Como, He was like a huge hard rock. Well, I mean, still is hard rock and heavy metal fan. And he tried starting, uh, a glam band back in the day, but, uh, it just wasn't working out because if you've seen this guy, you know, he's not a Brett Michaels. He doesn't have that look. And as much as he loved hard rock and heavy metal, you know, he kind of admitted that's not the kind of songs he wrote. You know, he had, you know, uh, a good man knows his limitations and he knows what he's good at writing. And it's not necessarily metal, even though he loves it much like as much as I love metal. If I had a band, uh, the shit that's in my head would probably be nothing like a metal band, uh, you know, because there's just certain shit that flows out of you. And, uh, you know, these guys, they, they did get a little bit of, a, you know, a following in L.A., but it was hard because, you know, they weren't cock rock and they weren't grunge. And uh, but they did have a following and they got signed by Geffen and they wanted to produce the album themselves. And Geffen said, yeah, no, you know, you're a new band. You know, you have to pick a name producer. And I thought it was great that they all agreed to pick Rick Ocasek, uh, Ocasek from the Cars uh, produce this album. And I thought it was a brilliant choice. Um, it's a different guitar player. W when they wrote all this stuff, they had Jason Cooper was in the band, uh, but found out that his girlfriend was pregnant while they were recording the album and kind of lost his mind and lost his focus. They ended up kicking him out of the band, and Rivers Como played all the guitar parts, the, the rhythm and the lead, before being replaced by Brian Bell, who I think on this album, you know, is still with him this day, a very important member of the band, but I think he might have done some background vocals, and uh, that was it. But uh, a big fan of this band and a big fan of this album, but yeah, this song is not, not my favorite. 
and I don't think it's the best way to start off the album. Even though I guess in you know Weezer circles, I'm uh, you know out of touch because you're of clueless. Yeah, I'm clueless. But uh, I would much rather talk about the next song, which is No One Else. I love this song. Oh my God, do I love this one? A great song about a about a hua and her insecure boyfriend. Or is she not a hua and the insecure boyfriend, you know, is just, you know, thinking she's doing something she's not. But, uh, you know, to, to me, it's, it's just great, classic, you know, a, a pop rock song, which I think is Weezer's strong point, is finding really good hooks and subject matter that every, everybody can identify with. Uh, you know, if you take the outsider role, you know, I talked about this in the previous episode, you know, even if you're popular and stuff like that, you can still feel like an outsider and still feel different. And uh, I, I think this is just a perfectly written song. And I absolutely love this one. What do you think, Ralph? Well, I pretty much feel the same for this song as I did the first one. Oh, but wow. I feel it's slightly worse. Uh, oh, this is wow. this is not making me want to go out and buy this. Now I'm going to confuse you a little bit, Ian, because I understand uh, our our mutual buddy, uh, Mr. X, called you and told you, "Hey, you know, Ralph asked me to send him the whole Weezer discography." Right. Well, I'll explain to you when we're done with this album why I want the we- Weezer discovered. Oh, uh, it's for it's for a chick, huh? <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's for me. Oh, okay. I'll oh, explain okay. at the very end. But I will say, you said there's two songs on this album that yeah, you're not too crazy about. There's two songs on this album I like, and that's it. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. So why do I want the Weezer discography? I'll explain when we're done talking about only in dreams. Okay. Okay. All right, I'll take the next song. The world has turned and left me here. Uh, this one I even like less than the first two. This wow. I feel is boring. Vocals are so lazy sounding. This album's still not grabbing me. What do you think? Oh, I, I, I love this one. Uh, to me, it's a beautiful, like heartbroken song. Uh, I don't know. Everything works on this. I love the music. I love the lyrics. Uh, to me, it's like, uh, you know, like Revenge of the Nerds meets Cheap Trick. Uh, very, very catchy, very pointy, but like like an everyman lyric that a lot of people can identify with. And, uh, oh, man, I, I'm, I'm really surprised you don't like, the, you know, especially because some of the, you know, the, the, the pop shit that you like. Uh, what's that? What's that chick band you love that you travel all over to go see? Uh, Letters to Cleo, which I bring up yeah. during one of the songs here. Okay, uh, but I find this very, very much like that. But you know, uh, there's you know, a song on here that I feel like Letters to Cleo really was influenced by, and it's one of the songs I don't like. Okay. Song. Uh, but no, I, I really, uh, I, I dig this one. One of, one of my favorite songs in the album. Absolutely love it. All right, take the next one. All right, the next one, Buddy Holly. Oh, my God, is this good. So fucking catchy, and, uh, you you know, just, this is like the 90s that I remember and love. You know, because it it was quirky. It was a throwback to uh, the 70s, 
Which, I, I mean, if you pay attention, this, this shit always happens. I don't give a fuck what generation you're from. It always takes two generations, you know, being removed to where something is cool again. And, okay, so now we're in the 90s, so what's cool again? The 70s. And and you find that in, in all music. Uh, you, you know, like, you know, grunge bands were hearkening back to 70s bands saying, you know, like, Pearl Jam's like, oh, you know, Neil Young is the greatest, you know, and but but you see it like in this video, they're going back to Happy Days because these are kids that were raised on Happy Days, like me, you know, and, and that's sort of the, and the video. I mean, the song I think is perfect on its own, but the video made it. I mean, it was just so so fucking amazing, so catchy, and 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 one of those rare opportunities where like you know it was almost like a michael jackson video like like thriller or something where the song and the video go hand in hand and become something even greater than you know the whole thing buddy holly is is a perfect song i love it what do you think yeah i always like this one um at this time i was very much rebelling against you know because there was just so many bad bands back then you know uh Cumbersome? What was the name of that band? Oh, uh, Seven Mary Three. Ooh. I love that song. <laughs> oh. I, I just, 90s. So this was a popular, you know, a popular song then that I really got hooked. But I still, with my rebellious nature, I was I was looking more into Ice Earth than but, uh, Weezer albums. Uh, but I always loved this song. Um, I think it's a perfect or- orchestrated pop song. You know, I love the track. I love the video so much. It, it cracks me up because I watched it again. And it's just, I love how, like, the Fonz walks in. He, like, gives them that look. And the bass player looks at the chick at the phone, you know, the little phone booth, like, I love you. Yeah. It's just so good. And uh, I just love this song. I've always loved this song. I uh, have it on a, you know, I've always had it. Like, I downloaded it. Uh, and, uh. You know, it was the only song I was aware of this band, you know, until uh, I heard the next track. I was like, yeah, I, I, I kind of remember this. It's called Undone the Sweater Song. What the fuck is this song about? Something to do with a party after a show then asking someone to grab a thread on his sweater and walk away so he can be naked. You know, I will say it's better than the first three songs. But again, not something I would be enticed to listen to again um i do remember it though i mean i thought i was a little like well maybe maybe i don't maybe this wasn't a single but boy this sounds familiar to me but eh, not a fan but i will say I, I like it more than the first three songs there you go i mean that's something i mean i i don't hate it so i guess there's two and a half songs i like on this album what do you think uh oh i i love this one and i i think it's uh uh, a, a great tale of uh, uh, what's the word? I know I'm going to pronounce it. unrequainted love. You, you know where like you know you, you like the chick, you know, but you know she's going to break up with you. You know, in the old days, you know, you used to give a girl your your Letterman jacket or your sweater to wear, and uh, you know, saying if you want to destroy it, you know, you know, fuck you and shit. I, I love it. I just think it's a great fucking song and. Uh, it is. It's Revenge of the Nerd Rock, but I fucking, 
uh, I dig it. And, and again, it's so different from what you heard at the time. I mean, at the time this is coming out, you know, you got your fucking, you know, rap is emerging uh, as a strong force in music. Cock rock's on the way out and everything's about Nirvana or Pearl Jam or shit like that, you know. But, you know, even those Nirvana and Pearl Jam, they're still fucking posing. You know, they're still doing their little thing, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm sensitive, but I wear a flannel. I don't wear makeup. I wear, you know, I'm this, I'm I that. I can't let anybody know I like Celtic Frost. Right, you know, but at the same time, you know, here's a band just saying, yeah, I'm a nerd, but I want to get laid, you know, and I love it. And I just think it's a well-written song. I love it. I love it. But then we go on to the next song. Which, uh, I guess, if this was an album, you would flip it over here. I don't know, I'm just going by the number of songs on the album. Surf Wax America. Uh, this is my least favorite track on the album. <laughs> and what's funny is it's one of the heavier songs on the album. Uh, you know, there, there's moments in the song that are pretty fucking heavy. And I like the sentiment of the song, like what it's trying to say is like, you know, oh, fuck you, take your capitalist car, I'm going to get on a surfboard and I'm going to do this and that. I mean, I kind of like what it's saying, but at the same time, there's just something about the chorus that I cannot stand. Gets on my last fucking nerve. Whereas, you know, the opening track, my name is Jonas, I'm just like, eh, I'm not that big a fan, but it, it doesn't, I don't hate it. This song just bugs the living shit out of me uh not a fan of this song what do you think Ralph? <laughs> this is the one i love with buddy holly oh my god that's it these two songs wow i love this song it's so catchy i love that chorus with the you know you take your car to you work. take your car to work. i'll take my board oh. and, it, and and i agree it is repetitive as fuck at the end but it doesn't bother me because it's so fucking catchy. I love Surf Wax America. Surf Wax America, Buddy Holly. The two standout tracks for me on this album. Wow. I'll take the next one. Uh, Say It Ain't So. Uh, not a fan, except there is a cool riff that shows up. You know, that, that same riff in the chorus. And the part uh, before the solo is good because it gets so beefy. You know, but the beginning reminds me of some like, you know, many red hot shitty pepper songs that, you know, because, you know, other than Mother's Milk and Breaking the Girl, uh, I can't stand that band. Uh, so some parts are good and some parts are shit. You know, this song is is like a classic and crap rolled into one. That's what I think is of so, Say It Ain't So. Uh, I love Say It Ain't So. It's probably my favorite track on the fucking album. Um, you know, you know, a thing I could say to distract from it, it is part of the nineties, like, I'm going to blame my parents and kind of shit. Like, oh, I got a stepdad, you know, uh, my real dad didn't play football with me. We parental guidance, we kind of shit, but, uh, oh, I love that song too. Uh, <laughs> But, but I, I, just, I just love it. I love the guitar work on this. I love the build-up in it. And I, I really, you know, uh, think it's a great song. I, I love the video, too. I mean, I know videos really shouldn't come into play with this, but I love, like, 
you know, showing them in the garage, and there's a British Steel poster in the background, and there's a fucking, you know, Metal Health poster and all this shit, uh, showing that, like, yeah, yeah, we're this, but we still love that shit, too. I dig that. Um, but the song itself, I, I think, stands up, and I, I think is, is a great, great fucking song. Uh, yeah, probably, uh, yeah, probably, probably my favorite on the, on the album, man. I absolutely love it. Then we go on to the next song in the garage. Love this one. Love this one. And it's another, you know, nerdy song, uh, about just, you know, doing what you want to do in the garage. Nobody is there to yell at you. Nobody's there to judge you. And, uh, you know, I thought you would love this, you know, with, uh, you know, the, the, those two fucking slackers you love, Ace Fraley and Peter Hell Chris, yeah. mentioned in the, in the, in the song, yeah. uh, uh, which I think is purely because it rhymed, That's uh, hard. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I dig it and I, I love what it says and it, I, I think it's inspirational to other people like, ah, who gives a fuck what, what you think, you know, uh. Get out there, you know, get in the garage, do what you want to do. And speaking of that, something I wanted to bring up in last week's episode, but, you know, Neil Peart died, and, uh, you know, I I totally forgot to bring it up. But our own listener, Mick Watkins, is opening up for Tom Kiefer. How how about that, man? Wild Style is opening up for Tom Kiefer. Good for him. I like Mick. He's a good guy. Oh, Mick fucking rules, dude. And you see, Mick is a great example of... I mean, he likes a lot of shit I like, but he's like a lot of polar opposites. He loves a lot of shit I hate. And uh, I don't judge him for it. I, hey, if you're a good guy, you can like the shittiest shit in the world, and I'll still dig it. And I know he likes a lot of stuff when I see, oh, I like this, I like that. I'm like, that's cool. I hate that shit, but you're right. a cool dude. So I accept yeah. you liking this, what I think is garbage. And mix, mix the same way. Mix like, oh, yeah. I, can, I can tell you like the taste of cock because you like violence. Right. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd rather listen to Doc. And, but he doesn't care. He doesn't That's care. He doesn't care. He doesn't judge. He does what he does. He sticks by it. He loves what he loves. This motherfucker fully admits he loves fucking Sonic Boom and you can't talk him out of it. No, no I don't want to. And I love that he sticks to his fucking guns and doesn't care and says, you know what, I, I play what I want to play. I, you know, I, I believe he's in Ohio, I want to say. I could be wrong. But, you know, he's like, hey, I'm where I'm at, and I play fucking cock rock, and I fucking love it. And no, they actually, they're actually from Fire Island. <laughs> I'm kidding! But he's like, you know, you know what, fuck you. I'm opening up for Tom Keeper, and I couldn't be more happy for this yeah, guy. Good for him. That new Tom Keeper album, not that bad, dude. It's beginning to get a lot of shit. And I hey. heard it, I'm like, it's not bad. Hey, have you listened to Wildstyle? No, no, I gotta, I gotta listen to that. It's good I think, shit, I, I man. think I saw a live clip, and it wasn't bad, yeah. Yeah. Uh, recently, recently, I think I yeah, saw it. Yeah, man. the bass player. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and how awesome is that, dude? I'm, I'm yeah, so happy. Friend. He's out there fucking... And even if I don't like it, who gives a fuck? I didn't think it sucked. What I saw, you know, I, I didn't think it was bad. But if I did, who gives a fuck? He's up there playing the music he likes, so more power to him. But, I, dude, believe me, the guy's cool. And I'm not saying it was good because I don't want to offend him. It wasn't bad. It was all right. He's like, hey, 
this guy's opening up for Tom Keeper while while you're opening up for uh, Che Covea bands. Hey, I opened up for Watt. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't good either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy's going to throw you out of the audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Wasp. Fuck Wasp. Oh, man. And I love Wasp, but fuck Blackie Laws. Yeah, I, I like Wasp too, but fuck them. Goddamn Christians. Hell yeah. Oh, man. I open for DRI. There you go. And oh. Vector. Yeah. Oh, shit. Dude, you what? You opened for goddamn uh, Overkill, for Christ's sake. Overkill. Yeah. I've opened for a lot of killer bands. Yeah. Besides. Warfare, uh, Raven. Come on. Yeah, I know. I, I I just joked that you had to open up for Kill uh, Capitalism there in uh, Puerto Vallarta. Oh, dude. I fucking headlined that bitch in front of 8,000 people. Motherfucker open for me. That's Hell right. Yeah. But you That's know what the right. promoter told me? He whispered in my ear. He goes, don't say anything bad about Che. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, don't worry, dude. I don't want to get murdered. You know, because that's all the pile of people were going oh. crazy over his Che really, loving really, stuff. Really? You didn't say anything? Cause oh, I, no. I, dude, I would have got murdered. Oh, man. I, 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 I time and place, you know. I'd do that happily in Miami, but not not in Columbia. Dude, Columbia, they love Che. Dude, when, we ordered, when the, the promoter ordered us pizza... I shit you not. Chair pizza. There was a picture of chair on the pizza. And I was like, how can this pizza taste good? It has chair on the cover. Fucking <laughs> Thrasher Dog comes out and goes, Gabba Gabba Che, Gabba Gabba Che. Yeah. <laughs> and look and look what happened. I almost got arrested because some guy yelled cocaine in the audience and I talked about coke. I would have got arrested for that. Talking bad about chair, I would have got murdered. And you'd be without a gig. I don't even want to joke about that. <laughs> exactly. You know? You'd be, joy, you'd be like part of Decibel Geek for like three shows till Chris talks to Aaron going, you know, I don't think this is working. I, yeah, my, yeah. My, 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 my fingers really hurt from editing. Yeah, this guy ain't going to cut it. <laughs> I can't stay. Ian's awesome and he's funny, but I don't know how Ralph did it, dude. I mean, he, you know, yeah. all that editing, you know? I'd be on public access radio with fucking Mark frickin' Taylor. <laughs> well, Mark will take you. He'll take anybody. No, <laughs> <Exactly>. no offense, Lee. <laughs> Lee uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what free for means free. Yeah. Uh, free for anybody to change the fucking channel. Oh, oh Lord. But, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, that's hey, but Lee, hey, Mark loves us, dude. I mean... He yeah. sent me a big thank you for the Neil Perk thing, so yeah, give it up yeah. to Mark. And, you know, I used to hate that fucker. I don't yeah. anymore. <clears throat> Mark, Mark loves saying Hagar and Donald Trump, so uh, I don't take it as a compliment, but I'll take it. And he loves whores you banged on, on uh, date sites. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> Not as much as they love me. Yeah. Uh, Mark, the king of Ian sloppy seconds. <laughs> he said it tastes like chicken. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's my in the garage. Uh, then we go to the next. Well, next I haven't song. talked about in the garage. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I want to recite the lyrics to this. <clears throat> I've got electric guitar. I play my stupid songs. I write these stupid words. And I love everyone waiting there for me. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, and I agree. Uh, this is a stupid song. It has a stupid words. And I do see the appeal. I do hear the hooks. 
But again, it does nothing for me. But what I do like is how he mentions Ace and Peter and not Gene and Paul. I love that. And call him slacker you want, you fucking politically correct Wadzilla turd. They did drugs. They did a lot of drugs. I like and that. And that's awesome. Ace and Peter rules because they did drugs. Thank you. All right. I'll take the next one. All right. Ho- Holiday. Now, this is the song where I hear, like, Letters to Cleo really got influenced by this band. Because I hear a lot of Letters to Cleo. And I did my research, and this came out before the Letters to Cleo songs that I hear. Because their first album didn't sound like... But they had a lot of... Imp- <clears throat> I hear the vibe of Letters to Cleo in this song. Uh, but the difference is, uh, I think uh, Letters... You know, the Letters to Cleo connected with me when they did this type of music. This one doesn't. But again, you know, for them to influence a band I absolutely love. And yes, I did travel to New York to see them. Uh, That's a positive thing I can say about Holiday. Um, But, you know, that's about all I can say about it. I'm not, it just doesn't, it doesn't connect with me. You know, but it connected what it influenced. All right. Well, uh, I dig this one. I, I will call this one an album track, um, but I dig it. Not a standout one, but uh, you know, I, I think it's good, and I like it better than my name is Jonas and uh, Surf Wax America. So, uh, not not a whole lot of introspection to go on into this one, but I dig it. But uh, we'll go in the last one. I know this one's going kind of quick, because uh, why? I do love Weezer. I'm not, you know. They're not my go-to band, and and Ralph could clearly not give a shit. But uh, ah, oh, wait till we're done. But we'll go into this one, and uh, only in my dreams. Oh my god, I don't know what I don't know what it is about this song, but to me, this is like uh, this is like my Daniel. Uh, when I hear this, makes you cry. It it, it just really puts me in a sad melancholy mood and it's done that since I, I had this album now there's you know certain events in my life now that I could probably relate to a lot more uh, lyrically but before that it always had an impact on me it always made me it always made me sad and uh, you know I, I like the song but it just it always there's something about the. There's certain songs just musically uh, affect me, but I always take that as a good sign. Like you know, like if something just musically uh, can touch me or evoke an emotion, whether it be positive or, or negative, you know, as long as it's not like one of like, oh my god, I hate this fucking shit. But if something musically uh, can just stir an emotion in me, I, I consider that a positive. You know, because it's it, it, it's achieved something. It, it, it's done something. And there's just something about, like, you know, like the chugging bass line. Like, anytime I hear this, I get really, really sad. But not, you know, like I hate the song or something. But it's just something emotionally. And, and now, because of certain things, you know, that have transpired in my life, uh, it's taken on a whole nother meme. But, uh, like, even, you know... I listened to this album a bunch of times because I really haven't listened to this album as a whole, uh, you know, a whole lot, you know, since probably, you know, mid-90s. 
Uh, but every time this song would come on, it would just, you know, take me somewhere I didn't necessarily want to go. And and the last time I listened to it before uh, this review, I listened to it tonight when I was taking my notes. And seriously, I was like on the verge of fucking like tears. It just like really hit me. And I don't, I don't know what it is the same way you don't know what it is about Daniel, but something when you hear it. And uh, that's what it does to me. And uh, but I I love this song, I really do. And uh, you know, main songwriter, lead guy, Rivers Como said, out of all the songs he's done, this is like the solo he's most proud of. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because I, I think I think there's some other great shit that he's done. But uh, but man, there is just something about this song that touches a nerve and, and it works for me and you know this is an album full of like you know three minute you know two minute songs and this one's you know eight minutes long uh but i love the build-up and uh patrick wilson the drummer said you know it's one of his favorite songs because of that build-up because he goes i'm not a pop guy he goes i'm a rock guy you know i love the rock aspect of this band and if i had my way you know everything would be like this you know where we build up to it but he said, you know, thankfully, you know, because of their career, he goes, thankfully, I'm not in charge. But uh, he said he loves that. And it always, you know, is a highlight in the show. You know, when you get that steady buildup at the end. I absolutely love this. And what a way to end the album. I, I, I think, uh, you know, I don't think the album starts out the best, but God damn, does it end the best. Uh, <clears throat> only in Dreams is... is I love it. I love it. What do you think? Well, <clears throat> this song to me is predictable. I knew where it was going before it even got there. You know, this mellow beginning to the pop, grungy, beefy chorus. Um, I, I just like listened to this and I knew exactly what was going to happen. It was like, well, the song is just predictable to me. And uh, yeah, <clears throat> I am disappointed with this album. I was expecting great fun songs like Buddy Holly, but only found one with Surf Wax America. You know, uh, this song, like many of the others on this album, is just draggy and boring to me. Now, why would I ask Mr. X for the discography if I feel this way about this album? You may ask, Ian. <clears throat> well, here's why. I went on a binge on Weezer videos, and oh my God, they all rule. Pork and beans? That song fucking rules. There was there was another song with the Muppets. That fucking was oh fun. yeah, that yeah. was great. Uh, one where like this big fucking I think it was called California Girl, where it's like this little kid at a fucking lifeguard house and big, big huge woman. And not a fat woman, but you know, like a you know a stocky woman with huge knockers goes there, and that was a fun song. Dude, I found so many great songs now. And I said to you before we started uh, doing this shit, I was like, man, did you see that Saturday Night Live skit? Because it had um, what was that? Matt Damon and that black lady. They were arguing over Weezer. And the black lady said, <clears throat> oh, the, Weezer only made two good albums. Now, I put up on my Facebook page like a week, uh, a week ago, I made a post that said, What's with these homies dissing my girl? Why they have to front? Right, Which I uh, love that line. 
I yeah. love it. Well, there were several comments were like, man, they only made two good albums. Now, here's the thing. You know how many people I see say the same thing about Oasis? Right. Most people that, oh, Oasis only made two good albums. Dude, I rarely listen to the first two Oasis albums. I like them. I'm, I, you know, the first one definitely maybe is probably the most uh, critically acclaimed album. I don't like it. I, I think it has a lot of filler. There's great songs on it. Live Forever, uh, Columbia, and Rock and Roll Star. Yeah, you know, I'm not the Shaker Maker. There's some great songs on there, but for the most part, there's, you know, like Dizzy Diners and shit like that. I was like, eh, but that's the one. So I'm thinking maybe I feel the same way toward Weezer than I do, uh, as I do Oasis because that's why I wanted that discography because I want to go into the later albums because... The, you know, the videos I saw, man, were fun. I liked well, them. And, and what sucks is you didn't get to see their greatest video ever. Which one's uh, that? Because, unfortunately, you can't see it in the in the U.S. now because uh, of YouTube shit. But uh, they did a video for is off their fifth album, Make Believe. They have a great song called We Are All on Drugs. Wow. And, and what the video is is Grim Reaper's uh, what's the one where the, it's a guy with the wolf's head and shit, you know, and they're coming in on the fucking, uh, you know, like the, the boat thing. Oh, you're talking about the same Fear No Evil? Fear No Evil. So they, they took the Fear No Evil video and didn't change a goddamn thing, but just put the lyrics. You Are know, you just, serious? Yes. And, oh, and that's it, godly. Oh, and it was so <laughs> awesome. And, and that was the first version that they put out for the video. And MTV didn't like it or anything, but Rivers Cuomo was like, no, fuck you. I love Grim Reaper. I love this fucking video. Oh, and, so and, cool. and, and, and the And the way it syncs up is, is you know, it's funny because they don't change it, but it just, it works so good and it's so surreal and so awesome. But MTV had them do another video. So there's two versions but the second version is the only one you can see in the U.S. now. It was on YouTube for a while, but now you can't see it anymore. And oh my! And I, I tried to find it so many times in different links, and it's just what you know how. Go to, fuck... go to Vimo. It's there. It I'm might sure. be. It might. Yeah, because well, when when YouTube bans videos, you can yeah. find it either on Vimo or Daily Motion. The way to find them is go on Google, and you'll okay. find one. Okay, well, well, I, I, I've seen it a gazillion times, but I, I'm, I'm going to tell you I'll to look one there. Because yeah, not, not, not only do I, I think you'll love the song, but uh, but the video, I mean, just being a metalhead, you will so appreciate how, you know, just to hear Weezer with fucking, you know, uh, fucking, you know, one of the most, like, 80s fucking, you know. I, I, I mean, anybody out there who hasn't seen this Grim Reaper video, it's like, it's like heavy metal meets fucking Duran Duran. It's so <laughs> you know? bad, it's great. Oh yeah, and 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 that's why it works so perfect for the song. And I always love that 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 Rivers has never uh, gone away from that. He's like, look, I love that shit, and I'll never say I don't love it. As a matter of fact, they have an album coming out this year called Van Weezer. Uh, you know, because they love Van Halen. Even the Weezer logo. Yeah, I noticed that. I noticed that. Is a rip off of that. But, now, but the, you know what? It's also a rip off of uh, Paul McCartney and Wings. Right, but they, I don't they, think they intended it no, that no, way. No, no, no. It they, looks no, like the Wings logo. Yeah, they were totally going the Van Halen route. 
But the only thing that discourages me is they released a single off this new album uh, back in September. And I can't remember the name of the song, but I thought it was fucking horrible. I thought it was a terrible Weezer song. But you know what? I didn't like Pork and Beans, and you like Pork and Beans. I love that song. It's so much fun. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like it, you know? And there's people like... Uh, there's a song on the same album where they do uh, the Grim Reaper video. There's a song called Beverly Hills, which I think I, I, think I saw a video for that. It could be yeah, that. which I, I yeah, it was a popular video, but I, I really didn't care for it. Uh, you know, I, I'm you know, and it's funny how they make the joke about oh they only made two good albums, and I, I, I gotta say it's countercultural now. You know, it's a thing that everybody says. But I said it from the day it came out. I think their best album is Pinkerton, the, the second album. And that's the one that, when it came out, it bombed. Uh, you know, but it's the one that all the fans go, oh, that's the best album. That's the best album by far. But I was saying that when it came out. Now it's cool to say Pinkerton is the best album. I've said that from the get-go, that I think that's that's their best album. But it bombed so bad that that the band literally broke up, really. And didn't put out another album for five years, uh, you know, because of the reception that Pinkerton got. I think it's their best album by far. And now when, when, when I, you know, I always check out a new Weezer album when it comes out and there's a song here or there I love, but there's not an album that I love. And, uh, you know, Pinkerton is one where I think there's, there's no bad song. But, uh, you know. It is what it is, but yeah, check out anybody, do what you can, find out the original version of We Are All On Drugs, the Grim Reaper video. It's fucking amazing. But uh, this album was very popular. It was, uh, well, it still is their best-selling album. It was released May 10th, the day before my birthday. Uh, May 10th, 1994, has since gone triple platinum. Produced by the one only Rick Ocasek, who I believe I, I think they got him back to do the third album, the Green Album, which is a which is a really good album too. That one has Hash Pipe on it, which was a big hit. Um, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I love this one, and they they wanted to produce it themselves, and Geffen Records said no. You got to have one. Got Rick Ocasek, and uh, like I said, they changed the guitar players to the middle of it. All kinds of shit. And now it's considered a classic of the fucking 90s. Which I, you know, I, I, I could see a case made for, well, how many great albums came out of the 90s. I can already hear that, you know, joke. But uh, but I dig this one. I, I dig it. And uh, I was surprised. I really thought, at, at first I was like, Ralph's going to fucking hate this. And then I was like, well, I don't know. He likes a lot of weird pop shit, so maybe he'll love it. And, uh... I, I should have went with my first impression because unfortunately you only like two songs, but uh, you know, it is what it is. Do you have a pick of the week, Ralph? Oh yeah, uh, I always have a problem with the album title, so let me look it up. Uh, well, why don't you why don't you go and I'll go after you. All right, well I'll go my pick of the week, and it's real easy because it's the one I was talking about earlier. My pick of the week is the second album from Weezer, uh, Pinkerton. Uh, wow. Uh, I just think it, it builds upon what they did on this one, takes it to another level. 
better. I mean, El Scorcho. Uh, you know, want to get back? Get you tired of sex? I mean, just an amazing, amazing, weird, dark album. Uh, and I, I, I really think it's their masterpiece. And uh, I doubt they'll ever top it, but. I'll keep sticking around, you know. I, I'll give the new albums a try, and hopefully they do. But as of right now, Pinkerton is my favorite Weezer album, and that is my pick of the week. All right, mine. I, you know, the 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 title of this album never flow uh, doesn't flow off the tongue. I always forget. The album's called Wholesale Whole Wholesale Meat and Fish, and it's the third release. Well, technically, really, the second release of Letters to Cleo. Uh-huh. Um. I love this band, and this may be my favorite album uh, from them. Uh, Acid Jed, Demon Rock, Fastway. My favorite song on there is Awake. You know, very cheap trick, uh, pop rock. Is, is um, that the one? Is that the one with the song I like? Uh, here and now, no, that's the album before, which is a great okay. album too. Aurora Gorealis. Yeah. That's a that's a fantastic. That's the first one I bought. That, I mean, that's that's all, that, that's all I know. I, that's the only song I know from them. But that girl is so hot in that video. The cover oh. of knowledge is running in the sky. Yeah. Here and now. I love that oh song. Oh, my God. Those well, that's fuck- the song. Yeah, oh. that song got me into them. Um, oh, my just- God. That girl with those pigtails is one of the hottest chicks. Yeah, ever. Kay Hanley. I love her. Oh, my and, God. And, uh, yeah, I saw one night, I think it was late night, Conan O'Brien or something. They were on there, and she's wearing a cheap trick shirt. And that already got my attention. And then I hear the song. They played uh, Here and Now. And I was like, wow, this is a good song. Then I saw the video soon after. I was like, man, I got to get this album. You know, because, you know, Here and Now also has that pop, pop, uh, power pop feel to it. But that's what I love, because, dude, you love some fagalicious shit like that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And and we we both do, you know, and... uh... I, I think that's what makes it interesting, you know, is we both have such weird fucking taste, and and that's something most people who know what you love and what you're into would never expect that you're into that. And some people uh, judge you by that, but but I judge you by that in the other aspect. I think it's amazing that you love shit like that, and like you like ABBA way more than fucking I do. Uh, <laughs> I, I worship uh, ABBA. The I, I know pop band. You you love that, and I like a maybe a couple songs, but I'm like, yeah, as, as uh, a know, whole. Lemmy loved Abba. Yeah, yeah, and that, that just goes to show you, hey, and Lummy hated fucking Venom, and a lot of metal fans like Venom. So go to Cliff Burton. Yeah. So oh, Cl- Cl- Cliff hated Venom too. You know how I found that out? Look at the interview I did with Mark uh, from uh, from Death Angel on the tour bus. Uh, Cliff walked up to him after the tour with Venom. And he said, you guys are so much fucking better than them. Yeah. Uh, but um, <clears throat> there is a picture, too, of Venom with Metallica. And you can see, like, Cliff's face. He's like, Ugh, like making a face behind him. So <laughs> it kind of clarifies what Mark told me. But, yeah, I love, you know, I'll tell you a funny story about Letters to Cleo, too. When, you know, they, they broke up. But they, when they reunited in, uh, uh, what's the year that Trump became president? What was that? 2016 maybe yeah i tried to block it out but yeah 2000. it was it was i remember that year because i went to new york you know and there was a lot of people picketing the trump tower or whatever that's why i remember but anyway <clears throat> uh the funny thing about it was my great friend 
I love him, and we share the same birthday. My friend Carlos Guti. I uh, love that guy. Yeah, he lived here forever, but he moved back to New York, and he's a metal motherfucker. He's just so much into metal, and I'm like, God, I want to see Larry Sequel so bad, and I'm gonna make Carlos. I'm gonna make Carlos see this right now. Because Carlos loves me too, so I call him up. I go, dude, Carlos, man, I know it's not in your wheelhouse, but man, there's this band called Letters to Cleo that's playing Manhattan, and I really want to go. He's like, let's go, dude. You know, so, and I know he didn't like it. I mean, he liked one song, and I knew he was going to like that one song, because there's a song on the first of that, Agora Alice, uh, oh my God, what's in it? Rim Shack, that Sabbathy. You know, they actually have like a Sabbath. And I told him, you know, this song I think you're going to like. And he did. He ended up liking it. But, you know, after the show, I don't know if he was just being nice to me or what. But he's like, that hey, was good. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and by Sabbathy, you mean no stranger to love, right? Yeah, no, it was more <laughs> uh, under the sun. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, right. kind of like that vibe. Kind of doomy. Not, you know, just the beginning, really. It's just a heavy fucking... Check out Rim Shack. It's a heavy song and by them. And but they're like a good power pop song. I absolutely adore Kay Hanley. She's so beautiful, but her voice is so gorgeous. You know, I even own all her solo stuff, which is not as good. But um, and I'm not even bothering with their last release because I hate Christmas album. So oh, yeah. yeah, they released. I was like, no, come on. Yeah, um, but I, I, I don't have Twisted Sister Christmas. I don't have Cheap Trick Christmas. I ain't listening to that. The Cheap shit. Trick one was not bad though, because ah uh, fuck that, it's Christmas I, music. I, 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 yeah, it. It, uh, some of it was ter- fucking terrible. But Rob Rob Halford's put out two Christmas albums. I I've never heard them. them. Yeah. I've never heard them. I don't. I, I just don't bother with it. But um, but yeah, I, I was really um, I'm a big fan of Letters Clear. I thought their next album Go was great. And well, I, I I will check those out though. I will because I really love I uh, really love here and now, uh, and I, I know I've heard you talk about them for years, but I've yet to check them out. But uh, I can see you be more a fan of that album than wholesale. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll check it out, man. I mean, fuck, I love the Cure for Christ's sake. Yeah, you know, uh, you know and and yeah, there you go, and, and, and Uncle Acid. So you know, I'll check yeah, it out. No, that's good. Uncle Acid's not that bad. Um, but um, according to, but you know, there's a guy that you know, <laughs> there's a guy on our podcast page that that looks down, frowns down upon you for liking Uncle Asi, and that's okay. Yeah, and that's fine. But um, yeah, that's my pick of the week: wholesale meat and fish. It's just a great, fun pop power pop album that I absolutely love, and you can hear that Cheap Trick influence a lot. And there's some songs that you hear that. That influence from Weezer from that song Holiday. Awesome. I was like, wow, well, that sounds like Letters to Cleo, you know? I, I, I would like to hear back on you, uh, you know, when you take oh, yeah. time when I you take, take time to listen to some other Weezer. I, I'd be curious to hear your input uh, because already you're telling me about stuff that you like about them that I don't like. So it, it'd be very interesting. Well, yeah, and, I, uh, like, I like the surf song and, and pork and beans. Yeah, so there you go. I love those songs. All right, well, now it's time to go into Fan of the Week. And uh, Fan of the Week this week is uh, a person maybe a lot of people on the page don't know. And that is Tyson Brown. And the reason is Tyson Brown keeps up with what's going on, but uh, he doesn't post a lot. As, as a matter of fact, I, I'm, I'm looking, you know, because I had, 
I had the message from when I threw out to people, hey, if you paid for an episode and we haven't done it yet, you know, hit me up. And, uh, you know, he, he's one of those who hit me up twice, as a matter of fact, because uh, that, that's how fucked up I am. Uh, but he said, hey, this is what I want. And, but I was looking up, I was like, man, I don't remember a lot of his posts. And I think the last post he had on the Facebook page was 2017. Uh, but that's okay, because he still listens. Not everybody is a Facebook guy that's on there every day, and I understand that. The main thing is, do you listen to the show? I love it when people contribute on the page, but if you're not a Facebook person, but you still love the show and you still listen to it, which obviously he does, that's cool, too. And, uh, again, man, thank him for being very patient, because this is a guy who donated for Rock and Pod 2. And we're coming up on Rock and Pod Ford. We're still doing episodes from the second year, so you know. And I wrote him a message tonight. I said, "Hey, dude, we're doing your episode tonight." I apologize about how long it took. He's like, "Dude, no worries." He's like, "Man, thank you and Ralph for all that you do. I love the show. Can't wait. Hope you guys enjoy it. If not, hey, you know, whatever." And uh, man, what what a great attitude and and, and what a great you know fan and. You know, even if you don't post all the time, man, I appreciate you just as much because you donated uh, to help build what we're doing with the Rockin' Pod. This year is going to be even fucking bigger. And we're, we're, talk- we're recording this in January. I'm about ready to buy my fucking tickets because uh, this thing is going to be fucking amazing. For the first time, it's going to be a three-day event instead of a two-day event. It's, it's going to be massive, and it never would have made it this far without the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast listeners. That's a fact. That's a fact. Chris Sinzak, he does all this amazing shit. He does all the footwork, but man, we, we, we put up a lot of do-re-mi to keep this thing fucking afloat, and now that it's doing great, I'm, I'm so proud, and it should, you know, we, we should get a fucking crown on our head for, for you know, keeping this thing going. You know, with our crazy fucking crew, man. Yeah. Because uh, our listeners have really helped keep this thing going. And I want to meet even more of you guys this year. And, uh, you know, Tyson Brown, man, I hope I hope you can make it, man. I'll listen to Weezer with you, even if Ralph won't. <laughs> I'll listen to later stuff or, or a compilation of their music videos. Because I <laughs> did not find one music video I disliked. I liked them all. There they were you go. Fun. And I don't know. I mean... Where's Pork and Beans in their discography? Is that much later? Uh, that's probably uh, 97 or so, 97, 98. It's not that much later. Well, I mean, this this is 94, the album we're reviewing, so yeah, it's kind of later. But, uh, but, uh, no, nah, man. Uh, Tyson, man, th- thank you so much, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, it. Tyson. I, and, you know, I mean, I hope I don't offend you, but... You know, I hope I make it up by saying, you know what, man? There's a lot of songs off this album I really like, and I don't know nothing about this band. And I got it on first listens. And I and and, and also, so Tyson knows, I did not listen to this album once because it, those videos really did something for me that I went back and listened to this album at least three times to make sure I felt the same way about those songs. And yeah, it's, you know, this album doesn't do much for me, but you know. Uh, the first Oasis is all Harold, and I don't think it's as good as everybody says. And you know me, I'm a huge Oasis fan. So, um, 
but you know, there's a lack of Noel Gallagher. No Noel Gallagher singing on that album really turns me off as well, where every album afterwards. So maybe Weezer's the same deal. I'm gonna like all the albums that people don't. There, Oasis is just one example. There's a lot of other bands. Manowar is a good one too. Manowar, if it doesn't have Ross the Boss, it sucks. I love a lot of the albums without Ross the Boss. You know, so, eh, you know, I'm just uh, not like everybody else. And uh, and Letters to Cleo, come on. Who the fuck talks about Letters to Cleo? You know, nobody does. Just you. You know, if I post, which I have, I posted Letters to Cleo videos on on uh, on our podcast, but nobody likes that shit. <laughs> nobody will live. I don't think anybody would even click on it, you know. But that's cool, you know. I mean, at least you should give it a chance, but whatever. Um, but um, <clears throat> I want to thank, thank him. Thank you, Tyson, because maybe this album didn't, I didn't really connect with me, but it made me search for other Weezer stuff that I ended up really liking. So, thank you. All right. Well, there you go. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, come back next week when, uh, ooh, boy, uh, fans of uh, episodes where Ralph really hates shit. You're probably, I shouldn't say for sure, but probably in for a treat when we review the second studio album from Tool, Anemia. Yeah. Ooh. I haven't heard that yet, but I will. That could get real ugly. Find yeah, out. Or I may like it. Who never know? Who knows? Yeah, I doubt it. But come back next week and find out right here at the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. I got a question for you, Ian. Yes, sir. I'm going to say something. I want to know if you know what it means. You ready? Go ahead. Smack him a gob. No fucking idea whatsoever. You don't know what that means? Uh Uh-uh. So hopefully next week we'll review the Tool album. Tune in.